Blog Talk Radio.
judgment comes upon the law. No time to waste, run to the cross. Drunk old lies of this age. Feels too smart to believe. Trade their future for their lust. Blinding passion, they call you to join them. Fall into the order that Satan has designed. Men getting ready to sell their soul for a chance to receive his fire. we praise you for the UFO geese. <laughs> oh, how, Lord, how much I wish they really, it really was a fleet of UFOs, like the, like several other, like gazillions bunches of other people did, but they weren't. Father, please, in the name of Jesus, we ask you to give us strength to be able to endure the things that we have to endure, to be able to carry as part of this life, Father, we are at an extreme disadvantage and at a great advantage, though it's a paradox as it always is, that we are, you know, awake and aware to the things that are happening across the world, incredibly intimately familiar with the various implements that are in place and growing, expanding, becoming more pervasive all over the world at unbelievable uh, rates of speed. Um, all of these, all of the infrastructure items that are that are being uh, that put out everywhere. I mean, they're being put out all over the world uh, with maybe the exception of uh, Russia, really, when it comes to, right down to it, it sounds like uh, Edward Snowden made a really good move. Um, but Father, we just uh, and maybe hey, maybe maybe hanging out with Sammy Mwangi and uh, some of the uh, African nations. Praise God! But um, you know, if you like being chased by lions. But Father, we just praise you and thank you because you are awesome. You are merciful. You tolerate us when we are at our weakest. You help us when we are not strong. And you even teach us through many of the scriptures, including especially Paul's Thorn in the Flesh scriptures that when we are weak, we are strong, and it's because we are in deeper prayer, deeper communion, deeper, um, you know, more more deeply in into and amidst the Godhead as we reside in the secret place of the Most High and hunger and thirst for that intimate time early, uh, for me at least, early, early in the morning before there's even a sound to be heard, a bird, bird that's tweeting outside of the window. 
And Father, we praise you for keeping us, you know, tired and weary and and kind of miserable, you know, because in that place, we are made stronger in your uh, power, and we are made stronger because we are on our our knees repenting. We are seeking you with all of our hearts, all of our minds. We we want to be in love with you. We want to spend more time with you. We want to sing songs to you, Lord Jesus. We want you to be um, our first love in every part of our lives, and we. We need you to be uh, our first love in every part of our lives more than ever before, because if things were going okay, if things were going great, if everything was just hunky-dory and on schedule, and if the, sub, you know, the, the Cascadia subduction zone had just collapsed and all these other prerequisite events had already happened and we could just check them all off of our list, knowing that our departure was absolutely imminent any time now, how exciting that would be, how encouraging that would be to be able to go on to the next day. But at the same time, at least we're awake and aware of these things. We have the the big list. There's going to be lots of little things that are going to happen along that journey that we probably won't appreciate. We probably won't like being exposed to, like drag queens and, and children being dismembered and, and horrible satanic rituals on TV and, and LGBT trans people killing each other and trying to kill Christians and all the awful, horrible things that we see happening out there. And then at the same time, we still have to endure our workplaces which we praise you, Father, for, because if it wasn't for our workplaces, where would we be? And we just pray in Jesus' name, Father God, that you will continue to keep us on the edge of our seats. Help us to, re- to strengthen ourselves. As, as it promises in Isaiah forty thirty one. those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Father, we need our strength to be renewed by an anointing of the Holy Spirit, by some something more than just uh, some kind of a Trump indictment that's distracting the Trump the Trumpies out there that don't see the rest of the world spiraling without a vertical stabilizer directly into the ocean and the pits of hell because of the uh, banking uh, collapse and uh, the 15-minute cities and the um, digital IDs that are being implemented and all of the other uh, prerequisite things to the mark of the beast that are moving forward so fast that very few people, uh, you know, unless they're in another country, uh, very, very few people here in the United States, very probably 0.0000001% at very most, are even awake and aware to. They're too focused on Donald Trump and all that other, all those other shiny objects that you have, uh, that, that you've allowed to have happen out there, Father God. And we just praise you and we thank you that we need to keep our hearts and our minds focused on you, our hearts and our minds focused on you, Jesus, and all we are asking, please, is to continue to reveal to us things that you do not approve of in our lives, to get us uh, to, to send that fiery fire that is to try us into our lives. We submit ourselves into your holy hands, Father God. Do with us what you will, whatever you may do. We thank you. We praise you. We need to be ready. We do not want to miss. Let us be the first fruits. We beg you, Father God. We beseech you that you will allow us to be the first fruits. Many are called, few are chosen. We want to be chosen more than anything. So please, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, and in accordance with the word, the, the, the words of your promise, we pray that you will bring us to wherever it is, whether it be by force, by, by chastening, whatever it takes, that we will be completely ready and chosen to be part of the first fruits barley harvest rapture uh, when that opportunity uh, comes our way. Praise your holy name, and we thank you, Jesus. And now to him, our Lord Jesus Christ, our King and our first love, who is able to prevent, uh, to, to prevent us from stumbling 
and lift us up and hold us up before our Father God, completely blameless with exceeding joy. And to you, Father God, our Savior, who alone is wise, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forever. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Boy, I'll tell you, I'm exhausted tonight. Mm-mm, boy. All right, but uh, on, on with the show, right? Amen. All right, so um, uh, if I fumble around with my words a little bit or whatever the case is, it's because I am absolutely beyond exhausted, clinically exhausted, really. I should be, <laughs> I should be kicking back on a nice, uh, cozy, you know, hospital bed, eating some really crummy food and watching like all three channels. But that's okay. Um, I'm going to keep on, you know, keep on keeping on, keep on going. Praise God. Um, I did not, you know, uh, work is just killing me. It's just killing me. I'm talking to other people, too, out there that I know. Um, I praise God that I have a job. I do. I praise his name that I have a job. Um, and I am, and I mean that with all of my heart. I am very, very grateful for that. But, uh, you know, it's um, way harder than my last one. Anyway, praise Jesus for that. So, um, uh, you know, it is what it is, and God will do what God will do, and he puts us where he wants us to be for his perfect will, his perfect timing, and we we ride the wave. I mean, that's really how what it all goes down, you know, all comes down to. That's what it, the way it's been in my life. Um, if I sat around and stewed over every little horrible thing that I had to go through in order for God to bring me to wherever it is I am in my walk right now, um, I would live in a constant state of paranoia, uh, extreme depression, and uh, self-loathing, uh, 
Um, and I would feel like Jesus did when he was hanging from the cross, when he got to the very end and said, you know, Father, Father, why hast hath thou forsaken me? Um, you know, but, um, you know, God, the Lord, at least in my particular case, must have known, and I'm I'm sure there are some scriptures out there that support this, you know, but I, I think they're probably, um, you know, not really. All right, hold on a second. Sorry, I had to I had to adjust the fan here in the office because it is so hot. I cannot take it. Oh my gosh, this place is turning into the um, Tampa, Florida is turning into the equator. Uh, but then, you know, that goes along with the effects of a rogue planet, Planet X, and all the strange weather patterns that we're having happening. Um, I just wish it would hurry it up. Uh, but anyway, praise God, and I'm just taking a look here. Um, yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so we got to kill the hold. All right, thank you, Jesus. And then one more setting. Hold on a second. got to change a couple of settings on my – fortunately, I can do it from my phone here. Uh, disable for today. And okay, there we go. All right. Praise God. So anyway, um, you know, so I have to, I'm talking to other people, you know, out there, as you might guess, uh, that are in the workplace and they're all, you know, they're out of gas too, folks. They're out of gas too. Cause companies are, they're tightening their belts. They're firing people like crazy. They're laying people off like crazy. I mean, you know, we, we only hear, you know, we hear like, if we're looking at the news, you know, the apocalyptic news, we're going to hear when Amazon lays off. We're going to hear when Facebook lays off. We're going to hear when like mega gigantic Fortune 20 companies lay off. Okay, you know, 10,000 here, 90,000 there, whatever the case is. That's what we're going to hear about. We, you know, the big news for layoffs this week is McDonald's Corporation. Okay, and um, you know, they're they're absolutely phenomenally humongous. I mean, if you if you do the math, for example, if you were to go out and, and do a search, you know, using DuckDuckGo or whatever, and you searched on the total number of employees for the McDonald's Corporation worldwide, all right, and then you took the number that they, whatever that number may be, um, all they're saying right now is that, you know, prepare for some humongous layoffs coming from the McDonald's Corporation any day now. Um, and if you if you flip the numbers around and you take the, you know, the um, – uh, the total number of people that are laid off and you divide it by the total number of people that work for the company worldwide, you'll, you'll come out with some like infinitesimally small number. It'll be like 0.00001% or something like that. Um, but when you look at the actual raw number, you know, and it says 200,000 people laid off from McDonald's or whatever the case is, it looks horrible. And yeah, to the people that are going through it, it is absolutely horrible. But when you look at it from a mathematical statistics standpoint, it's not nearly as bad as everybody as, – as it looks, you know. So when you see 90,000 people laid off at the Amazon Corporation, for example um, – so let's just go ahead and see t total number of Amazon employees. Okay, so let's see what that number is. Okay, so get this. Okay, so you got 1.541, okay, 1,541,000 employees working at Amazon, all right? Now, let's say they just announced they're going to lay off 90,000 people, all right? Well, the math, the way that math works is you would take the number 90,000, 90,000, you divide it by um, 1,541,000. You hit equals. All right, and um, and then you multiply it times 100 equals. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, and it's uh, five. 
essentially five, give or take percent of the workforce. Okay, so when you you know that's that's what we're being that's what we're finding out about. What we're not finding out about are the gazillions, and I use the term gazillions, but I have no idea what the number is, but I know it's a fantastically large number. Um, gazillions of people that are being laid off from smaller companies, which is it's out of control. So, and then what happens is the, those of us who are still in the workforce because we're being blessed by the Lord because of whatever reason, um, uh, then, uh, you know, we're going to have to work all the harder. We're going to have to wear multiple hats. We're going to have to put in longer hours. We're going to have to deal with, you know, much more stressful circumstances. Um, you know, even f- companies that are going through, believe it or not, even during these dark times, there are companies that are going through growth. Um, for example, the company that I'm working for right now is going through growth. However, when you're at the spear, when you're at the tip of the spear in that growth dynamic, guess what? You get dumped on because there's only so many people that can handle the work that needs to be done to develop the programs that allows that company to do that sort of work. You know, you may be the only resource on the team that knows anything about that kind of stuff. And so, guess what? It's that giant, uh, it's that whole dynamic of the uh, quarry uh, dump truck coming back and dumping stuff on your head. And so suddenly you're like juggling a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of stuff. And it is exhausting. It really is. You're, you know, and that's okay. Praise God. I'm glad that I have a job. I'm, I praise God to where he took me. I'm glad I'm not looking over my shoulder and expecting to be laid off or fired at any moment, which, which is exactly the way it was week after week at my last job. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, the amount of work that I'm having to do and the intensity, the intensity is another thing. It's one thing to be, to have a set amount of things that you have to accomplish in a week. It's another thing to be expected to accomplish three times those many things in that same week. Okay. And so anyway, so that's, those are the kinds of dynamics that are happening to the workforce that's out there right now. Not only are they operating, and I'm not speaking for every single person that's out there because that would be just inappropriate and I wouldn't have any idea, but I can tell you that a lot of companies and a lot of the workforce that's in those companies right now, they're awake. They know that people are being laid off. They know that the economy is bad. And so what's happening is they're doubled out. They're, they're, you know, they're, they're doubling up on the amount of work. You know, they're saying, hey, you know, we had to let, uh, you know, uh, Phil Steen go, uh, and we were wondering if you'd pick up Phil Steen's workload. You know, he had this project and that project, and we need somebody to pick it up. Would you pick it up? What are you going to do? You're going to look at the same guy who was responsible for laying off 15 of your friends the you know the prior week, and look him in the eyes and say, no, you're not, no, I, no, sorry, no, I ain't going to do it. I'm not going to do Phil Stein's projects because you know all you're doing is you're just sticking you know a nice pick in your eye. So what you got to do is you got to say yes, and you just got to do it. And, uh, you know, and, and it's okay. I'm, I, I, I believe me, I'm praising God that I have the job that I got right now. It was a miracle. The whole way that I moved from the one job into the other job, I, the way, oh my gosh, the timing, the way that it went down, impossible. Absolutely all God. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Um, so I praise him for that. But yeah, make no mistake, folks. I'm talking to other folks that are also in the workplace and they are saying very similar things. We're all hanging on by the uh, you know, skin of our chinny chin chin. We'll just put it that way. Praise Jesus. So thank you for your prayers. Always. Um, I am on my knees praying for every single listener of this program. I promise you. Um, I, I, uh, uh, believe in the word of God. And when it says in, uh, oh goodness, that scripture in Samuel where it says, you know, uh, you know, 
something like, be it not for me to sin against the Lord in failing to pray for you or something like that. Uh, I have it right here. Yeah. Moreover, as for me, far be it for me that I should sin against the Lord in ceasing to pray for you. First Samuel twelve twenty three. So we got like a double, a double dipper job where not only do we need to be praying for the lost of the world, but we also need to be praying for one another. So that takes extra time, which is good. That's fine. I love it. I, you know what? If I had it my way, honestly, I would happily stay in my prayer closet all morning long. No problem. I am. That's where I'm the happiest. I am the most happy. All right. Praise God. When I'm when I'm in the presence of the Lord, you know, especially after I've taken communion and and really come in close and sang some songs to Jesus. And, you know, it's it's early in the morning and I'm not being distracted by any noise or whatever. Let me tell you something. That intimacy is just to be sought after. It is what you want. It's that, you know, that deer panteth for the water uh, dynamic that we should all hopefully have as a major part of our lives. Praise God. So anyway, um, yeah, we should all be praying for ourselves to fall in love of our heavenly father more than anything more than you know to love our father god more than you know uh with all of our soul all of our spirit all of our flesh you know everything just you know that greatest commandment we need to be compliant with that pray tell tell your father wake up in the morning i love you father i love you father i love you father i love you father confess it with your sins there's life and death in the power of the tongue life and death in the power of the tongue life and death in the power of the tongue where does that power come from because you have died in christ and there's no longer you lives, but Christ who lives in you, Christ who lives in you, Christ who lives in you. And if Christ lives in you and you are part of the Godhead, which you are because you have the Holy Spirit within you, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Then guess what? You have the power. You have the power. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody handed me a cup of coffee. (laughs) <laughs> Praise God. All right. So anyway, remember that power. Use that power. Tell, Admit to your father. Confess to him. Tell him, I don't love you as much as I need to. I need to fall in love with you. I need you to help me fall in love with you. Get yourself right with God now. Get yourself right with Jesus now. Close your eyes and spend time with him. Sing songs to him. Make it intimate. Take communion at least a few times a week or maybe even every day if you want to. Whatever the case is. But right now, this is a hall pass time, folks. God has already revealed to us exactly, to a T, exactly what he's going to do. Now, could there be more? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, as far as all the really big stuff, the big ticket items, as they say, God has revealed those things to us. Now we know how they're going to collapse the banking system, pretty much. You know, there may be other events that are orchestrated to help, you know, facilitate it or whatnot. But, you know, we know about, you know, here in the United States of Babylon the Great, we know about the FedNow system, which is going to be the um, the uh, the nickname they're going to have for, uh, you know, it's going to be. So think of FedNow as PayPal. I mean, that's all you got to do. Just think as Fed, Just think of it as a little app on your Android or your Apple phone or whatever the case is, and it just says right there, it's a little blue app, a little blue icon, and it says Fed Now right underneath it. And that becomes your new PayPal app. And that's how you send money to your friends and family and pay your bills and your electric bill or whatever. Fed Now. Fed Now. It's your PayPal app. That is your CBDC Cashless Society PayPal app. Okay. All right. And then, of course, for those of you like myself who have some cash tucked away, uh, it's going to be made illegal, just like they did with gold in 1933. So for all those people out there that think they're saving themselves by going out and buying, you know, gold and having gold coins in their safe and all this kind of stuff, 
Well, it says in the book of Ezekiel, they will be throwing their gold and silver into the streets because it is worthless. Okay, um, not to mention that in 1933, roundabout there, don't know the exact date, uh, the uh, Roosevelt administration made all personal ownership of gold illegal. And not to mention that anytime you're standing behind a crowd of angry trans people with AK-47s in their hand and you pull out a gold coin at a 7-Eleven when everybody's hungry, guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to die. Okay, they're going to kill you and take your gold coin. And then they're going to try to use it, and somebody else is going to kill them. And around and around and around it goes, and where it stops, nobody knows. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So we're in a situation now where the black walls of Satan are clamping in strongly around about us on all directions. Uh, if you are in tune with the things that are happening in other worlds, particularly in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and a couple of, couple of other places in the world, you um, are uh, agonizingly familiar with the fact that these things are moving forward at incredible rates of speed. Okay, now while we are all here in the United States of Babylon the Great, we're all staring at the shiny object. The shiny object is Donald Trump and his indictment, and of course, you know, every so so now my finely tuned Twitter feed, interestingly so, I guess I shouldn't be at all surprised, and in reality I am not at all surprised. As a matter of fact, Americans are the worst offenders in the entire world. Of all 195 major countries in the world, 243 if you count the island nations, of all of them, the one, the, the, the people uh, of the United States of Babylon the Great are the most like little kittens. If you dangle a string in the air, they will immediately stop whatever they're doing. And they might not have eaten in three weeks. You just put down the biggest, you know, yummiest, most delicious, fancy feast, uh, triple can uh, in front of. And, and if you dangle that little string in the air above your kitty, guess what your kitty's going to do? Your kitty's going to quickly walk away from that fancy feast meal, forgetting that it was starving for the last three weeks. And it's going to start pitter pattering in the air to try to get that little string. And that's exactly how Americans are. Americans go after every little shiny object that they can get their hands on. That They are always and forever distracted, and the New World Order knows it. The, the World Economic Forum knows it. The Global Satanic Crime Syndicate knows it. The reptilian overlords know these things. They know what we're doing. They, know, they monitor everything that we say. They don't stop monitoring us just because we're staring at Donald Trump in some sort of a courthouse in downtown New York. No. As a matter of fact, what they do is they clamp in tighter while we're staring at Donald Trump. And then everybody, you go on, and then, then I go on my finely tuned Twitter feed, and all I see is everybody yap, 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 yapping against the Donald Trump, uh, you know, indictment. And that's all they talk about. And they completely forget about the 50 minute cities. They completely forget about Fed now. They forget, for, completely forget about, um, uh, you know, the, oh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Verify.me. Verify.me, which is the United States of Babylon the Great's version of a digital ID, which eventually will end up on your phone. And if I'm pretty sure, I I'm actually about 99.9999999999% sure that if I go to the Android store, as a matter of fact, I'm going to do it right now, just to prove a point. Hallelujah, we praise you, Lord. Father, may we suffer more. Father, may we be refined more. Father, will you reveal to us Every little thing that does not belong in our hearts. Ah, there it is. Let's see what it says. I have to really go squinty-eyed on this. Hold on. Um, hmm. 
more security for all of your accounts. I'm not finding it. I'm actually surprised. That's all right. I don't mind eating crow. I love crow. I like crow soup. I like I like crow soup. I like crow souffle. I like crow lollipops. I like crow everything. Don't I, kids? I love crows. Crows are the best ever. They're delicious. Right, kids? All right. So anyway, I'm a, I am personally expecting Verify Me or Verify.me uh, to show up on my, um, uh, um, let's see here. Hey, John. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. I'm expecting a Verify.me. Now, let me just double check because I want to make sure. I think I talked about it briefly on the last show, and I just want to make sure I got my URL correct. Ver, yep, Verify.me. So I would expect a Verify.me app to show up on our cellular phones at any time. Oh, it says here, get the app. Look at that. So let me go ahead and click click on it. Um, I don't know. I must have typed the wrong thing in. Uh, Interact Verification Service. Get the app. Okay, so what it says, it says, welcome to the Interact Verification Service app. So looks like I was right, and that's okay. I'm still going to eat the crows because I love them, and they are very fun to eat, aren't you? You're all very fun to eat. Yum, yum. All right, so I need to get the Interact app. I might as well go ahead and load it up here because, after all, I mean, you know, we're all going to have to, you know, I'm kidding. I'm joking. Um, I just haven't figured out where I'm going to run away to because <laughs> I'm definitely not going to do this stuff. All right, so let's see here. E-T-E-R, Interact. Um, well, let me I'll squint my eyes and move forward since I'm older than dirt and Moses and I are challenging each other for longevity here. Use Interact Verification Services, Interact Verification Service app. Huh. Okay, hold on. I'm going to click on go to find it in Google Play. There it is. I see it. That's weird. I'm typing it into my cellular phone here. Uh, It's giving me grief. Come on, man. I'm too tired to be messing around with your stupid nonsense, you wacky phone. Interact. Brokers, game, story, wallpaper. It ain't showing up. I'm surprised. Really, I'm quite surprised. Uh, I'll try it one more time. Interact. I'm going to scroll down, see if I see. Wait a minute. EY Interact Payroll. That's not it. No. No. All right. Well, the app is not on. um, uh, It's not on the. It does say. This is weird. It says. It says it has 100,000 downloads. And I'm like, now that's kind of weird. That's like ultra weird. So let me see what happens when I do this. All right, so I'm going to come over here to Google. I don't care. In this case, Google will work just fine. You can count on that. Verify.me. All right, I hit enter. All right, and up comes the, yep, there it is. Then, Then I click get the app. All right, and it says verify. Uh, hold on a second. Is now is now interact verification service. Okay, so then I accept. I'm going to accept the cookies. Scroll down. How it works. Blah 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 blah. All right, come on, man. Where's the doggone link? <sighs> on the main website, it just shows the link there right in your face. Um, but on the mobile app, it does not. That's really interesting how dorked up it is. So obviously they are not ready. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Google Play. 
Okay, there's that, but it does not have an install link. Isn't that weird? So I'm actually looking at the Interact Verification Service application inside of Google Play, but it does not have an install or uninstall anything. There's no way to install it even if I wanted to. All right, that's fascinating. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to play, I hate this term, devil's advocate, but I'm going to play that for a second, and I'm going to type in that same term, oh, no way. Hold on a second. Let me see something here. No, 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 no. Okay. So anyway, what I'm seeing right now, and I don't know if I'm accurately interpreting what I am seeing right now, but it appears that the Interact app is only available at this time in Canada. <laughs> I don't know. That may be the case. I don't know. I uh, All I can tell you is right now I'm seeing uh, interact.ca. Um, and when I try to go to the Google store here in the United States of Babylon the Great, it does not show up at all. And even when I go and do find it go by going via the uh, verify.me website, it still doesn't offer anything for me here in the United States of Babylon the Great. So it looks like this is just part of uh, you know, Trudeau's uh, high-speed adaptation of all things satanic in the country of Canada. All right, praise God. So anyway, um, uh, so it's all in progress. Um, you, you might say, well, you know, your, your, your example failed, Johnny. But listen, I'm in touch. I'm, you know, whatever. You don't have to believe me. I, one thing that I am very, 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 very used to is dealing with topics that most people don't want to accept. It upsets their cosmology. It upsets their worldview. They go into a state of denial. Uh, people set up websites, YouTube channels, disparaging me. I had this one little old lady who pretended to be all godly telling everybody that the top 10 uh, most false, false prophets of, the, of all time, and then she started her top 10 list of false prophets, and she said, number one on the list, drum roll, please, and she's like this little old lady with white hair, and she's like, praise Jesus, I just love him, hallelujah, and I'm going to warn all of my fellow brothers and sisters of the top ten most false, false prophets that have ever lived. Number one, David Wilkerson. And then she goes, are you ready? Number two, Johnny Baptist from Tribulation Now. I mean, I actually listened to this on YouTube, and I'm sitting there thinking, I don't even have to get the prophecy. <laughs> you know, whatever. Whatever. So anyway, but to be mentioned in, you know, in basically the same breath as David Wilkerson, what a compliment. I mean, really, I kind of walked away with a big smile on my face after that. Praise Jesus. All right. So anyway, um, so I'm going to tell you how goofy I am. You know, for those of you who have been longtime listeners and have paid attention and have heard, you know, there are those of you, I get, I get it. I, I'm, I'm not picking on you. Please don't take it that way. I, you know, it's nothing like that. I know these shows are long. I know that if somebody handed me a three hour show and said, here, Johnny, go listen to this three hour show. I'd be like, excuse me. Will you pass the bottle of rum when you're done with it my way? <laughs> you know, Who has three hours, you know, and I do have a lot of people, you know, tell me um, that uh, they um, spread it out. They spread, you know, so to them, it's actually good news that we don't do shows every night because they need the extra two days in between or whatever 
to break up the last the, the latter part of the podcast into two chunks so that they can wedge it into their day, which I totally get. All right, praise God. But if I don't do three hours, first, I can barely squeeze everything in as it is. And if I didn't do three hours, I wouldn't even have a shot. Uh, and um, and uh, But anyway, the cool part about all this, if there is any cool part, um, is that um, at least I feel it's kind of cool. I feel it's kind of exciting. And that is that I believe that with the list of events that God has given us, the ones that I talk about all, I mean, my goodness gracious, all of the time, all the time, all the time, I repeat them over and over again. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and scroll up and find them uh, again. Uh, hold on a second. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. Boy, I have saved a lot of clips. I got enough to do like five shows solo just on really creepy. Oh, man. I mean, you know, I might have to do that. I really do have Bill Gates population control, Colonel McGregor talking about the farce going on in the Ukraine. Wow. Graphene for mind control and hybridizing humans. Just all kinds of creepy details. Tucker Carlson, (laughs) the lizard overlords. (laughs) Some classic stuff. Really, really good stuff. Praise God. But anyway, the big list, which I call the, I don't know what I gave it a nickname or something like the seals, uh, seals of the, you know, the Revelation chapter six uh, seals list. And it's taken me forever to find it really is. I did not. I had no idea how much stuff I had saved from all these shows lately. That was nothing less than absolutely horrifically alarming. Wow, this is amazing. I bet you I just passed by, let's see, one, two, three, four. I bet you I just passed by easily 40 pages of audio bites that are just horrific. I, I, I know, I unless I use cuss words, you know, good old-fashioned Navy sailor, you know, F-bombs and stuff, I really cannot impress upon a listener of this program how significant these uh, audio bites are that I have. Okay, Uh, the the English language simply does not allow a person to use their the words don't exist to capture it in that that magnitude. All right. Praise God. But anyway, we know that we're waiting for the you know, we had that lady. I think her name was Linda Moulton or something. No, that's no, that's that UFO lady. Linda something. I can't remember her last name. I always have a problem with her last name. She's a very sweet, nice lady. She came on and she told us that the Lord had given her a mighty vision and uh, or was it a dream? I think it was a dream of the Cascadia subduction zone event, which is a mega tsunami and a mega quake in the Pacific Northwest. And she said that according to our Heavenly Father, he told her that that was the next major cataclysmic event that was going to be happening in the United States of Babylon the Great. And I can tell you that uh, John Shorey, uh, who used to come on this program all the time, um, that was the, that was something that the Lord showed him in a vision, and he was telling everybody it right around the corner, right around the corner, right around the corner. I mean, for years and years and years and years and years he was telling people that. Um do I think that he's not still saying that? No, I think he is still to this very day. I believe that in his newsletter, he he has that in there as the next major cataclysmic event that's going to hit the United States. I believe that he still believes that. 
Praise God. And I got to tip my hat to him because considering that all of the books that he wrote and his website is Tribulation Truth, and it's all about Jesus, you know, coming back before 2020. Um, I tip my hat to anybody like him or Harold Camping who's had to take it on the chops, you know, a big old lump on their head, uh, you know, because I, I know how it feels. <laughs> you know what I mean? So they're they're like, you know, kindred spirits to me. Um, you know, people, a lot of people say terrible things about, about Harold Camping, but one thing you cannot – one thing that you got to really tip your hat, that, that guy preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to the very moment that he died. See, there was no, hey, I'm the senior pastor of this or the senior pastor of that. I'm going to retire and go down to Panama or whatever and hang out and dance with, you know, pelicans or something. No, 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 no. That guy was old as Moses. Oh, there's Moses again. I got Moses on the mind. But anyway, um, and he was still preaching. He was still showing up for work. Hallelujah. So anyway, um, even after the May 21st, 2011 debacle with like 50, quad, there's that word again, quadrillion, uh, you know, uh, um, um, you know, the big signs they put on the side of the highway, whatever they call them, billboards, uh, all those gazillions of billboards all over the world, uh, you know, and it was sad. You know, there were some sad things that happened, but you know what? It, You know, he took a shot at it. He really felt from the bottom of his heart that the Lord had shown him enough data to indicate when the rapture was going to occur. And he believed it was May 21st, 2011. But you know what? He kept on going. He took, he was a Timex. He took his beatings and he kept on taking, like me. I've taken more beatings than anybody I know, really. I don't know anybody that's taken more beatings than I have. I don't. I really don't. I'm not saying that in a, I guess if I was going to be the Apostle Paul boasting in my infirmities, as he says in the, in the story in the Bible about the thorn in the flesh, I guess in a sense, if we are to boast in our infirmities and our mistakes, and because it brings us low and it draws us in closer to God and praises his holy name, then yeah, I guess I am. Hallelujah. And you know what? I have. Um, and it's okay. You know, it's it's exhausting, uh, but uh, praise God, you know, it, you know, the Bible says, you know, again, that thorn in the flesh scripture that that there is might be one of the most important scriptures in the entire Holy Bible. Um, uh, and I will just because I feel like it. And Elaine is coming on any second now, and we don't have all that much news now because we've caught up with um, all the really super important stuff. And everybody's distracted. That's the other thing. Everybody's staring at Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. So all my sources of information about, you know, not all of them, but a very, very, very significant percentage are just all they will talk about is Trump. That's all anybody's talking about right now. So um, in the meantime, the... Klaus Schwabs of the New Nazi Global Reset, you will eat the bugs. Um, he's he's like, everybody's out there going, thinking things like, you know, like I saw some posts out there where people were going, look at all of the New World Order Global Reset, WEF, uh, you know, governors and leads, uh, heads of state that have been deposed through the voting system. And they're like listing them all out going, woohoo, we're winning the war. We're winning the battle against the evil elites. And I'm looking at it going, nope, I'm not going to say a word. And we're going to see a lot of that. You can bet on it. Believe me. Praise God. And it's going to be tedious. It's going to be tedious ad infinitum. Uh, it's going to be very, very, very hard for those of us who have been, you know, uh, dealing with these things for so long uh, that, uh, oh, now, come on. Oh, I had the wrong section. Here we go. There we go. 
So Paul says, I love this. I, this may be my all-time favorite. Well, I have so many favorite parts of the Bible. <laughs> I I could just do. I could just flip flip the coin. Delete. You know, if if they come out. You know, if they if they twist up six eighty six. Now, like I said, right now everybody's flipping out over six eighty six, saying it's you know the end of the world and all that. And they, they just don't know how to read law. I'm sorry, but they don't. And um, uh, it says it has to be. It has to cause catastrophic uh, catastrophic impact to the security of the United States and whatever app or service or product that you are using, receiving, downloading, whatever from one of the forbidden countries has to have over a million users. It is very clear that that is a requirement, and that and 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 nobody's talking about that. They're just saying, oh, golly, it's the end of the world. And I'm like, well, okay. But anyway, um, thorn in the flesh, 2 Corinthians 12, verse 7. I love this. I just absolutely love it. It is definitely in my top five right now. Now, I change my absolute, you know, my, my top five favorite scripture list changes all the time. just depends on what I'm going through in my life uh, to, you know, the more appropriate it is for whatever it is I'm going through in my life at the time. But Paul says, you know, unless I should be exalted uh, above measure uh, by the abundance of revelations, by the abundance of revelations. Well, it means that all the things that he went through, all the things that he experienced, all the things that happened to him, all the things, you know, the 11 years that he disappeared, and, you know, that, you know, Jesus showing up and, you know, and, and, and making him blind and having to go into town and get his sight back and all these other things that, you know, they, he's saying, lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of my revelations. A thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan above in me, lest I be exalted above measure. Not only did it say it once, he said it twice. Exalted above measure. Exalted above measure. First part of the sentence, last part of the sentence. Exalted above measure. That means paride. Thank you, Jesus. So he says in verse 8, he says, concerning this thing, I pleaded with you, Lord, three times that it might depart from me, this doggone demon from the bowels of Sheol. And then he says in verse 9, he says, and he, our Heavenly Father, said to him, my grace is sufficient for you. My strength is made perfect in weakness. So buck up, Paul, and drink from the cup of gladness. Because you're going to have that thorn in your flesh until the day that you die. Like it or lump it. Thanks for being my apostle. That's not exactly what God said. But he said, it, he said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. And then Paul said, therefore. So here's how he responds. Did he say, Dagnabbit! I can't believe I have to deal with this demon until the day that I die. All the things that I've done for Jesus, all the things that I did for our Heavenly Father, the times that I suffered out there, I had no food, I'm, I stink, I haven't had a shower in like three years, and you're telling me I have to deal with this demon? Did he do that? No, he didn't. <laughs> Maybe he knew the scripture in Psalm seventy-eight forty-one, where it says, "Again and again they tempted God and limited the Holy One of Israel." No, instead he flips it around and he says, "You know what? Therefore, most gladly." <laughs> I love this. Therefore, most gladly, I would rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest in me. Talk about flipping it up around and turning it into something good. No complaining. No flipping out. He didn't pull a Johnny Baptist at all. 
He didn't throw any glasses at the wall and watch them smash all over the place. He didn't throw a temper tantrum. He didn't become impetuous. He didn't do any of those things. Hallelujah. What he did was he says, Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That is brilliant. Then, if that weren't enough, (laughs) he decides to really drive it home in verse 10, and he says, Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. I take pleasure in my reproaches. I take pleasure in my needs. I take pleasure in my persecutions. I take pleasure in my distresses. For Christ's sake, for when I am weak, I am strong. Personally, I think we should all have that one written down and laminated in the shirt pocket or wherever. You you women are at a disadvantage. You don't like to have anything hanging from you. You don't like to have phone holsters. You don't, you, you've got all these clothes that don't have pockets. I don't know how you get along. I, I mean, I'm a utility person. I want pockets everywhere. I, you know, but anyway, how you all deal with that, I don't know. I don't know how you do it. Uh, but anyway, I'm so glad. For if if there was no 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 with all the freaky deaky trans stuff going on right now I'm not saying nothing like you know if I was a woman I would not want to dress in those clothes because nowadays holy moly oh my gosh thank you Jesus Whew, stop me from saying that because <laughs> you can believe some YouTuber to be out there editing that clip and trying to humiliate me for like the rest of my life but then you know what I would have to do. I would have to take pleasure in my persecutions and pleasure in my distresses. For when I am weak, I am strong. So I think we should all have a laminated card. We need to keep it nearby us. You women, of course, would want to put it in your purse, which, of course, will be three rooms away from you when you really need it. And you know I'm right. And uh, But anyway, because you know what? When something bad happens to you, when your boss – this is for me, by the way. This is just for me. You can, you can borrow it if you want. It's not all for – you know, I'm, I'm just saying I'm pointing both my fingers at me as I'm saying this. Like I said, you can borrow it all you want. You can have it too. We can share. I love to share. All right? But anyway – pleasure in my persecutions. I take pleasure in my distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, I am strong. I want that verse, verse 10 of 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10. As a matter of fact, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah, this is too important. I am totally going to do this. Hold on a second. Let me get my marker out here. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 10. Write and laminate. I'm carrying that one with me everywhere I go. Because as soon as I get assigned a job where I know I got handed a flaming bag of blank, blank, I'm going to go, I'm going to whip out that card and go, therefore I take pleasure in my persecutions. I take pleasure, thank you, Jesus, in my distresses. For when I am weak, I am strong. Yep, I'm going to eliminate that one. That bad boy's going to have red, big old red border around it. I'm going to be able to see it. If I drop it out of my pocket, I'll be able to spot it a mile away. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because you know what? I don't think there's a, 
at really in this day and age, the day and age that we're in right now, as Brother Zen would put it, the fig tree generation. <laughs> That's putting it lightly. <laughs> that very well may, may be. Zen Garcia's use, to, use of the uh, fig tree generation colloquialism, biblical colloquialism, may be the greatest. Under, I mean, given all that we know right now, it may be the greatest understatement ever in the history of the world. <laughs> okay. Um, because man, now that we know that we know, no, no, you know, we know that 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 we know now, then guess what that means? I mean, really, as long as we don't allow ourselves to be too distracted by the Trumpy entity noise and start batting at the little string above our, our, uh, fancy feast bowl, <laughs> okay. And keep our eyes on what's going on everywhere else. Then we're going to be at the ready. I had a uh, a crow eating moment this week, and uh, I found out about it. I didn't realize, but you know, hey, I love crows. Crows are delicious, yummy, yummy, yummy. All right, but uh, then when I found out what I was really looking at, I had this moment. So anyway, I was going through my finely tuned Twitter feed early in the morning. This was before the Trump indictment. And um, uh, uh, let me think. Oh, yeah. So this guy who is usually very credible. So I just took it for granted. This guy's very credible. And he said, what is this? Looks like a huge fleet of UFOs. Does anybody know what this is? And he's like, you know, very emphatic, all capital letters, lots of exclamation points. And I went and looked at it, and I said, holy moly, that does look like a gigantic fleet of UFOs. And I'm listening to all of the – it sounded like uh, Oriental people in the background going, making, you know, fussing sounds like, ooh, what is – you know, uh, ningamwa, ningamwa. You know, and I'm like thinking to myself, well, that's those are the kinds of sounds that they usually make when they see UFOs. You know, so um, so then I'm like thinking, well, doggone it, it looks like that surely is. And I thought to myself, well, you know, with all the Pentagon warnings about a mothership being out in our solar system, and we're waiting for the David Doetry uh, copper-shaped uh, Death Star uh, spherical UFO to show up in our sky to mark potentially, possibly, possibly, uh, you know, watch out for time watch out for time time's always wrong in visions and dreams but david seemed to think it was going to be about three weeks after that big ufo shows up in the sky that the rapture was going to take place and and florida wasn't underwater so that means it was before uh you know the day of the lord where florida does go underwater because of the meteor you know the great earthquake and stuff so that that the great earthquake and the meteor are one and the same uh revelation 6 verse 12 uh ezekiel 38 verse oh which one is it 14 or something like that i think but anyway um just look for the word earthquake, great earthquake in Ezekiel 38, and you'll find it. All right. So anyway, but it's kind of beside the point. The, the point I'm trying to make here is that, um, uh, you know, the um, what am I trying to make? What was my point? Let me digress. Okay. So when I say I'm exhausted, I ain't joking yet. I'm, I got to think this through. Okay. So, um, oh, um, so anyway, you know, given all the things that we do know right now, given, 
you know, when if I was to see a humongous fleet of UFOs right after, by the way, that the Pentagon head guy uh, comes out with not one, not two, not three. And oh, by the way, right after uh, those two white objects were shot down, supposedly by F-22s above Lake Huron, uh, even after that occurred, there was a leak but from multiple sources that seemed to be valid. But how do you know nowadays? You never really know for sure. OK, but it seemed to be coming out of, you know, whatever, the pentagram, the satanic, most satanic building, building in the entire world. OK, so um, so in, in, in suggesting possibly alien orbs or, or probes of some kind, um, you know, and so you got that event. Then you got the, the head UFO guy from the pentagram coming out and telling everybody that, uh, that, that you know, that, that there's reason to believe that there could be a large mothership or some kind in our solar system so you start putting two and two together they shot down a couple of probes uh they, you know nobody said anything about them being from china or being any kind of a balloon okay then you've got uh then you got the pentagon uh you know ufo expert coming out and saying uh you know uh there might there, there, you know we have reason to believe there's a huge mothership out there i've read that on the show so you got all that stuff then i i, I look at this guy who's highly credible on twitter and i'm like you know, i go over and i look and he's like he's fussing because he's like look at all those ufos look at all those ufos and i just took a look at it and i was like holy moly that is a gigantic fleet of ufos well no it wasn't (laughs) i didn't know this but it turns out that there is a type of goose some of some they, they they have many different names but their most popular names are tundra geese and there are some other names for them i do not know what they all are but Get this, they can be flying at several thousand feet in the air. I mean, just so high, you wouldn't believe it. So high that you probably can't even hear them doing their goose noise, you know, when they're flying overhead. Because for any of us who live have ever lived in a part of our country where we have seen geese go overhead, they are very, very noisy. Fly overhead silently. They're noisy. Okay, and they're noisy from afar away, and they're noisy as they're leaving. They're noisy, noisy, noisy. So anyway, um, uh, these weren't. These were absolutely silent, not a peep. And they all glowed in a bright white light. And all these Oriental people go, and all that kind of stuff. And, I'm, and then the, the guy that found it is like, what the heck is this? Some kind of a UFO? And, you know, and so I fell for it to a client and sinker. I didn't know. I didn't know. I had no idea that there was a type of goose that flies super duper high, like as high as the ISS space station or might crash into, I'm, I'm joking about the space station, but, I'm, but, you know, might crash into the Starlink satellites. It's so high up. But evidently, the bottom of these things, these geese, are so white and so um, reflective. Yeah, it's like um, it's like reflective. They're feathers. They're, and so what happens is when they fly, they can be like two, three thousand feet in the air, and the light, the light pollution from the city will light up their bellies, and they look like lights. They actually look like lights in the sky so anyway um i got duped uh totally played and fell for it hook line and sinker because i'm excited i want to go home 
I want to go home. I'm, I don't like it here. I, you know, I want to get off this alien demon infested rock. I, I'm, I've, I've, I've taken my beatings. I've been taken behind the barn unlimited number of times. I've been through the refiner's fire an unlimited number of times. I'm tired. I'm beaten up. I'm worn out. I don't want to wake up tomorrow because I got to go back to work. Okay. And there's a lot of people out there that are like that. So for those of you who are living off of a retirement pension, I pray in Jesus name that you're praying for us because we need it. We really, really, really do. And for those of you out there who have a job that is just like kind of a kickback, easy job, and it's like you're not under any stress and everything, I sure hope you are in gushing tears in the morning praising Jesus for that job. I mean, because if if you're not, then I guess you just don't understand. Because for those of us who are in the the other half of the workplace, hallelujah, that's why I take pleasure in my infirmities, pleasure in my reproaches, pleasure in my persecutions, pleasure in my distress. Because when I'm weak, I am strong. And now it's time, well, wait a minute, for the kids. Kids, you want to hear a joke? Okay, you kids have been so good. All right, let's, let's, hey, this is, guess what? I made up this joke myself, kids. Let's see if you like it. I want to try it out on you. Um, Oh, and we got a prophecy tonight, a really, really, really important one. And it was sent in by Brother Kendall, uh, who I met over at Bahama Breeze to have uh, some salmon and stuff, you know, and all that, and just hang out with. Um, I'd never met him before. He's a listener of the program. But anyway, um, he, he, so he's the winner. He gets the the Trumpet Fanfare Award for finding us the Donald Trump uh, prophecy that we needed to have. Hallelujah. Here you go, Kendall. All right, praise God. So thank you very much for sending that in. We, I will play it in just a couple of sec- minutes. Okay, praise God. But this, I made this one up. <laughs> okay. So, hey, kids, I'm going to get a 20-ounce ribeye steak this Saturday. They're getting rare these days. <laughs> Get it, kids? The steaks are getting rare. You know what I'm saying? Yeah! <laughs> I forget who it was who told me that I should make that a kid's joke. <sighs> I'm sorry. So to whoever it was out there, God bless you for telling me that I should make it a kid's joke because it is a good kid's joke. It is. Praise Jesus. And I, and I it was just a quinky dink that I, I don't know. I, but anyway, they are. Okay, and uh, you know you better get them while they're hot, folks, because they're going to get—they're re- trying to get ready to take them away, and they're also going to be starting to inject into them uh, all that creepy. Oh my goodness, Ugh. Ugh. graphene oxide and hydra creatures, and Lord knows what other nano creepy stuff they got in there. All right, next one up, kids. What kind of shorts do clouds wear? What kind of shorts do clouds wear? Thunderwear. <laughs> Kids, underwear, what do you think? Is it plastic? Oh, oh, good, good. There's a little pause there, and I'm starting to think, uh-oh. Okay, kids, what do snowmen eat? Think about this. I know you probably think they just rip the carrot off their nose and eat. No. What do snowmen eat? It's their absolute, absolute favorite food ever. Frosted flakes. <laughs> 
because they're frosted. Okay. All right. I'll take it. All right. Praise God. And on that note, let's go ahead and uh, praise you, Jesus. Let's go ahead and uh, head into the news. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? It's not normal. It's just wrong. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll stop. It was Brother Jim Boyer that told me to make that a kid's joke, and he gets the trumpet fanfare too. Praise God. And now we continue into the news. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Charisma News reports. And here, let me just go ahead and scroll, scroll, scroll in close. Okay, here we go. Wait a minute. That's not as close as I wanted. I'm closer than that. All right, there we go, because my eyes... I don't know. Oh, anyway, so um, that uh, kind lady that I had uh, renting the room downstairs or whatever, she uh, get she she wears some serious magnification on her glasses. <laughs> I'm telling you, whew, I only got 1.5, and I'll tell you, I, I am lost. I, I'm like, uh, who's that? Is it? Is it? It's Elmer Fudd, isn't it? Isn't it Elmer Fudd when he loses his glasses? He's like walking around. He can't see anything. Yeah, that's basically me. All right, praise God. Well, you know, to a point. But anyway, Charisma News reports, America continues its spiritual awakening as hundreds are baptized in Gatlinburg, Virginia. It says uh, the weeks and months since the Ashbury awakening and, and the move of God continues to unfold on secular and Christian college campuses, youth events, and at churches across the country. And it goes CBN News reports, the Holy Spirit continues to spark fires of revival in the hearts and minds of young people. Winterfest and an annual youth rally near Gatlinburg, Tennessee, in February, saw hundreds respond to the gospel call to be baptized. Now, you know, I think that's great. Praise the Lord. I'm not downplaying it, but this is an event, Winterfest. So it doesn't count. Sorry. Got to take that one off. Got to take it off the list. Uh, I, look, I'm not downplaying the significance and the importance of every single person that gives their life to Jesus. Every single person is anointed. Every single person goes out in the spirit. Every single person learns to speak in tongues. Every single, I think that's wonderful. I'm right there with the angels in heaven. All the angels in heaven rejoice at the first person, you know, at the, a, a, a sinner who repents. Hallelujah. And boy, I'll tell you what, I bet you I made more of those angels rejoice than probably anybody else on the earth. <laughs> oh wow hallelujah but anyway no this is a this is an annual event and so of course you're going to have people gathering together and doing what they do all right praise god thank you jesus but it's still good news it's just not the you know the stuff that we're looking for biblically and prophetically speaking because as the darkness rises as we get closer and closer to obama being inaugur- you know inaugurated as the antichrist with his transvestite you know big brute big big michael brutus you know whatever that thing is Ugh. can't can't call can't call it by what it is too much they might kill you like they did you know what's her name anyway so um 
I can't remember everybody's names. Come on, give me a break. I'm tired. I'm, I'm beat. All right, next one up. I saw the tip of my tongue. All right, Charisma News. Christian mom denied adoption for biblical beliefs. It says the nuclear family is the cornerstone of society designed by God to raise future generations in righteous lifestyles. It says recently a widowed mom of five sought to adopt a pair of siblings in the state of Oregon only to be denied the opportunity due to her Christian beliefs. They said in a statement presented to her in a contract that if we, if you do not sign off on our ability to take body parts off of the children at will, then you cannot have the kids. I'm kidding. It doesn't say that. But I bet it that's what they're thinking. <laughs> oh, man. Boy, do we live in sick, twisted times. Hallelujah. Next one up. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a report from France because there aren't so if you search on what's going on in France, what you will get is <clears throat> more and more information on, you know, the riots, chaos, and mayhem that's going on over the raising of the retirement age by two years. Now, if that's all you need to do in France for the French people to completely destroy the entire country, <laughs> I guess it's good they didn't do something worse. Oh. I mean, right now they're getting ready to raise – it's at 67 now in the United States, and they're talking about going to 70. And I just saw a report just – I think it was this morning – that uh, according to the banksters, uh, that, that Social Security is going to be gone by the time I retire. Um, no, well, what they said was, to to be as accurate as possible, the reality is it'll be gone, okay? But what they said was that everyone could expect a, a minimum of a 20% pay cut from what you're being told in your Social Security statements every um, year that you receive. Which, by the way, if I make it all the way to 67, if I'm still here at the age of 67, if you could hear what I'm thinking right now... <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Because 61 is killing me. Uh, but I rejoice in my persecutions. I rejoice in my infirmities. I rejoice. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. Break out the laminator. All right. Next one up. Death toll from earthquakes in Turkey reaches. Are you ready for this? Oh, my gosh. I just took a look at this picture. I, I was so busy getting the, the news report that I um, I didn't look at the picture. Wow. That's bad. That's real, real bad. The death toll in that from that Turkey earthquake right now is that, get this. I want to, hold on a second. I'm going to do a search first before I do what I love to do, which is stick my foot in my mouth, mouth, eat crow, and become a horse's patootie live on the air. That's my all-time favorite. I love it. So much fun. All right. So anyway, um, lar um, uh, most lives lost in an earthquake. Let's see what we get here. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. So the top four most powerful earthquakes, <clears throat> the number one rank killed 227,898 people. It was a magnitude 9.1 to 
I wonder where the, I don't know about these. The second one was 160,000. The third one was 87,000. And the fourth one was, well, 87,587. And the fourth one was 87,351. Now I'm going to take a look here and see. All right, December 26, 2004. Oh, that was the one from the Indian Ocean. Oh, they're they're counting. They're counting the people that died in the tsunami, the resulting tsunami as well. Yeah, so that of course is going to jack that number through the roof. Then the 2010 Haiti earthquake was the one with 160,000. Wow, that was in 2010. I remember they were doing an earthquake drill in Miami at the time. So, of course, that made all of us conspiracy theorists highly suspicious whenever there's a drill going on. Jade Helm 2012. Jade Helm 2012. Anybody around remember Jade Helm 2012? What did we – how many conspiracy theorist reports did we get about the end of the world because of Jade Helm 2012? How many times did we see YouTube videos with trains driving by with flatbeds and tanks on them going for 30, 40 miles long? Jade home, 2012, that was it. That was it. This is it. We're leaving. It's all over. Jade home, 2012. Elenin, extinction level event near Impact Nibiru. Oh. Hey, listen, folks, if you remember any of the things that I'm talking about right now, then you are definitely more than qualified to be unbelievably weary. Ugh. But yes, the death toll for this particular quake is now up to, and it is absolutely horrific, 50,339. And, oh, wait a minute. No, according, well, according to the Wikipedia article, it is now up to 57,355. Yeah. So Wikipedia has updated it, and it's 57,355. So it's it's about 8,000 more than was reported in this particular report. That's pretty bad. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So anyway, we'll keep on moving. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Next one up. Toronto Dominion becomes the biggest bank short with $3.7 billion of losses on the line. So all you people up there in Canada running from your lives because Trudeau may be coming your way at any moment or whatever. Uh, yep. Three. That, do you know who Toronto Dominion Bank is? Oh, no, no. Wait a minute. Okay. Maybe they don't mean Toronto Dominion Bank. Maybe they mean the Dominion Bank in Toronto. It says it's a, it's a tight hyphen, though. It's Toronto hyphen Dominion, one word. So it's got to be the Toronto Dominion Bank, I would think. I don't know. But any of you people up there in Canada, all right, Justin, in tiny Ontario, you need to unravel this riddle for everybody. What, is there a Toronto Dominion Bank in Toronto? I don't know. Um, anyway, uh, oh, hallelujah. All right, so... Um, looking here, looking here, looking here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I was hoping for some good news, but I didn't get it. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So they're the next one up with $3.7 billion in losses. Next headline up. Malaysia's prime minister proposes that the Asian Monetary Fund uh, should be used to reduce dependence on the United States of Babylon the Great's dollar. 
says there is no reason for a country like Malaysia to continue relying on the the U.S. dollar, he says. To all of these important people, uh, you know, this is Prime Minister Datuk Seri Anwar Ibrahim. 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 Uh, Yeah, whatever. Okay, praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. El Salvador's president, Nayib Bukel, on the Trump uh, indictment, he says, Imagine if this happened in any other country where a government arrested the main opposition candidate. The United States' ability to use democracy as a foreign policy tool is now officially gone. (laughs) Hey, something good had to come out of this, right? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Now, this is a guy. He's walking around somewhere in the U.K., and he stumbled across some new, fangled, freaky, deaky, end-of-the-world, WEF, Global Reset, Mind Control, Great Tribulation Tower. And he's very befuddled about what are these towers. Now, this is not that big concrete monstrosity that the white rabbit lady was talking about in Melbourne, Australia. This is something completely different. So let's listen to him kind of like walking around, taking photographs, and talking about this thing. Okay, so we're going to double-click and bring him up come on oh man hold on here we go here we go any place next to people's houses all right danger high voltage look at these cabinets all right see that i'm driving around kent i've just seen a new one going up one of the real menacing looking ones in old bexley Right, there's one outside Down Valley Hospital, one on Princess Roundabout. And just have a look at these cabinets, right? Have a look at this sign here. Look. Warning. Invisible laser. Avoid overexposure to beam. Right? There's a pub with people living above it. There's the mast. There's a dry cleaners. There's a co-op. There's a cap in stone. My advice to anyone that lives right next to one of these, right, is contact your local council, ask for a copy of the public liability insurance that covers harm caused by electromagnetic radiation, EMS, right? Contact Vodafone, whoever owns the cabinet, right, and demand that you see a copy of their public liability insurance. With my job, with the equipment that I use, I can test whether people... All right. <clears throat> Of course, that will, uh, you know, they'll just back up a semi-trailer and give you all kinds of documentation if you do that. But we know better. All right, praise God, thank you, Jesus. Now, this is really interesting, and I'm going to play this for you. Um, this is from Mr. – we've had him on the radio show before. He's awesome. Uh, Mr. Uh, MBBB33 or something like that uh, from YouTube, and um, he captured this audio bite, uh, and uh Wow. Listen to the strange sounds that they captured on their video. And this is not the strange War of the Worlds kind of thing. This is something different. Listen to this. Here it comes. Go. I do have up here audio alert as this video gets quite loud, as you're going to hear here in just a second. So if you're wearing headphones or you have the volume turned all the way up on your device, you might want to turn it down just a little bit because these sounds, whatever they were, I don't claim to know what these were, and neither did the viewers know what they were. They're quite loud. And here we go from Melbourne, Australia. 
Well, Mer- Melbourne's getting everything. What the is that sound? You can hear that, right? Yeah, what is it? I've got no idea. We're up at Bonnie Dern. Look up on the hill. I can't say anything, but I can certainly hear that. It's aliens. <laughs> he even goes, it's aliens. <laughs> you know what? Probably is. <clears throat> All right. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene says, I'm here in New York to protest with my voice against the weaponization of the justice system and against innocent President Trump. But the counter protesters are coming to commit assault. Uh, and, and, you know, boy, I'll tell you what they did. They attacked her. MD, MD, MTG is what they give it. It's her nickname or whatever. But it says emergency noise demonstration. New York is louder than hate speech. On Tuesday, Marjorie Taylor Greene is holding a rally at Tuesday at 1030 a.m. in the events of Trump's arraignment. Come make some noise to shut down her hate and lies and nonstop ridiculousness. Because after all, she's the only person in Congress that's saying anything that's true. So shut her up right now. Next one up. Uh, remember the 2012 Olympics? Now, what I remember from the 2012 Olympics, I, you know, I remember it was ultra super creepy. It was one of the most um, Jonathan Kleckized. I, I use that term as almost like a verb or an adjective uh, to describe there were so many people that reverse analyzed all the events that occurred in the arena uh, during uh, the 20, you know, just prior to the beginning of the 2012 Olympics. Now, what caught my eye, the greatest of all, was this big blue lit up globe representing planet Earth with on the top of it a red phoenix bird because if you understand the phoenix mythology you understand the collapse of babylon the great bringing in the global reset so it is when they destroy the united states from sea to shining sea that is when they pull the big red lever and the full global reset goes in that's what they're going to be gathering people putting them in fema camps it's going to be unbelievable all right but this particular individual discovered he went back and took a second look at the show you know the show that they put on for the people who were gathered in the stadium in the united kingdom for the 2012 olympics well as it turns out there was this bit that they did part of the show with this giant black dressed grim reaper standing like let's see probably one two three four 30, 30 people higher than the rest of the people around it, holding a big sword in its hands, looking down on, are you ready for this? Hospital beds and dead people laying everywhere. I wonder if that is actually a sword in the individual's hands or if it's a needle. I wish the picture was a little more clear. But, yep, completely surrounded by hospital beds, dead people all over the place, a big old gaggle of nurses collect, you know, stand, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, he, he captions the photo. He says, giant black figure in all the hospital beds. It's starting to make a lot more sense now. 
That's his little caption for the photograph. Like I said, I, I wish it was a little bit clearer because then you could probably see a lot more. But whatever. We already know. All right. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Next one up. Crazy Donald Trump indictment is the shiny object to distract from Biden. Uh, Biden administration woes. Ex-President Donald Trump looming, uh, or looming his Trump's looming arrest in New York promises to be a huge media circus. Political analyst Angie Wong, president of the Legacy Pack and attorney uh, and media relations special with Tyler Nixon, argue that the charges against him are a pretext for staging the spectacle. Okay, and blah 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 blah. 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 And then, of course, Trump comes back. He goes down to Mar-a-Lago, and then he talks for like I don't know, twelve or plus minutes, maybe twenty. Uh, and you know, he kept his cool. He kept his cool. And why did he do that? Because he was threatened by the judge for a gag order. So he's just letting everybody know the country is sunk. If something doesn't happen soon, um, goodbye. Bye bye, Miss American Pie. Took my Chevy to the levee, and the levee was dry. You know, we ought to take a really, really close look at those lyrics again. I just wonder how much prophecy is woven in there, given what we know now, huh? Kind of put the whole sheds a whole new light on things. Now, here's what the entity that refers to itself as Biden. Uh, it said about uh, what they were going to do to Donald Trump. He was very forthright. I mean, he, he really didn't hold anything back. He's like, this is what we're doing to him. This is why we're doing it to him. And that's final. <sighs> I can't say what I'm thinking. It would be ungodly. Father, forgive me for thinking that. <laughs> Man. Anyway, praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Next thing up here. I'm going to double click on it here. Oh, man. I can't look at this demon possessed entity without thinking really not good things. All right. Listen to this. I have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by uh, if we uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our Constitution does not become the next president again. Just- All right. There you have it. So um, anybody out there that wants to try to deny that this was a Soros-funded Soros funded takedown, well, they'd kind of look – they would look just as ridiculous as they do at every single White House briefing that for the last couple of years with all their pink, purple, polka-dotted hair people and whatever these things are that are make up the cabinet of the White House. And what would you expect? Because it's being orchestrated. It's being run. The White House is being run by Obama, who's married to a transvestite. Okay? It doesn't get any worse than this. The Bible said he would not have affinity for women. This is all... It's, look, it isn't even debatable. It's all I can do to hold it together when somebody sends me a link to Tim Cohen's, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, the Antichrist and a cup of tea. I just want to rip my hair out and just throw it in a blender and pour it into my coffee and drink it. No, I don't. That would be awful. Can you imagine that? You'd be picking hair out of your mouth for like three weeks, except for me, because all my hair is my hair is so thin right now. It's like but I'm still thinking about going and getting 
not completely shaved off, but definitely a Beetle Bailey haircut because it's going to be so hot down here, folks. Man, I'll tell you what, when the heat gets up to full blast down here, but this is going to be really hot summer for sure. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to play this, and then we're going to bring on Sister Elena. So hang in there for me, Elena. i got to play this. Um, I've got a couple other headlines that are pretty important. Our storm's getting more powerful and dangerous. This one here says, from Malawi to Mississippi, deadly cyclones are ravaging the planet. It talks about all the different storms and how their magnitude and power is, is uh, you know, gazillions of times more than they used to be, which is true. I've talked about that. Another one here uh, indicates that researchers are trying to figure out how to create a, an extremely deadly version of monkey, monkeypox, and they're wondering why people aren't shutting it down, etc., etc. So there's a, there's a couple of oddball uh, headlines. McDonald's and their big gigantic organic layoffs. Lots of littles make a big. Lots of littles make a big. Uh, you know, U.S. banks seeing a surge in deposit withdrawals, which, of course, they don't realize that they're going to make cash illegal, so that isn't going to matter. The Saudis transferring all of their uh, – they're going to cut uh, oil production by 500,000 barrels, which is going to jettison our gas through the roof, which is all part of the plan. But this is what I wanted to close the program with, okay? And once again, I forget who sent me. No, wait a minute. No, this is the one that Brother Kendall sent in. <clears throat> so, and I played the trumpet for him already. Thank you, Brother Kendall, for this. Uh, I'm going to play you this prophecy. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> okay, I think my voice is clear now. And it's called, the, uh, this person calls themselves the Master's Voice, and I'm going to just go ahead and play it for you. All right, so first I've got to bring it up on the uh, on the computer here. Okay, here we go. God is saying that Donald Trump is going to die. President Trump is going to die. They're going to take him out. As soon as he is done doing what they need him to do, they're going to take him out. Dispose of him is the phrase that God is using here. And that's where war is going to come from. Civil war is coming to America, and there's nothing that anyone can do about it because God says that they have catalysts that they have planned to use, carefully orchestrated events that are guaranteed to produce certain reactions in the population. If Mr. Trump is killed, there's nothing in this world that will prevent people demonstrating in the street, picking up guns, and doing some very horrible things. They're going to get rid of him, partly because they don't need him anymore, partly because they know, they know, and I have been saying it since 2020, God was showing me this, they know that if this man decides to stop obeying them for any reason and he decides to go and be a independent candidate or he decides to just go off and do his own thing and form his own party and, and, and run in another election, they know that there is nothing that they can do to stop him getting votes. All right, praise God. Now that went that drags on for like 20 minutes so evidently she uh, whoever she is, and I, it's not really important to me uh, because we're all part of the body of Christ and our self-identities are unimportant. You don't know who I am. You know me as Johnny Baptist, but that is not who I am. 
That is my nom de plume. That is what I started Tribulation Now with, praise the Lord, because if I had started it with my regular name, first off, nobody would be able to pronounce it. And second off, uh, I wouldn't be able to work. And then third off, I wouldn't be able to fund the show and do the show because I wouldn't have any money to pay for it. Okay, so at the end of the day, it was kind of a miracle and an act of the Holy Spirit that I did say to myself, well, my first name is John, so why don't I just call myself Johnny Baptist as a nickname for the radio show, I mean, for the the website. But I also did it, you know, at the time out of the flesh because I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to be ratting out the Illuminati. I'm going to be ratting out all these bad guys. I'm going to be ratting out this person, ratting out that person, rat, 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 rat. I'm going to be blowing the whistle because I wanted to warn everybody. I wanted to warn all the Christians. I wanted to warn every believer out there the stuff that was coming their way because I already knew it. The problem is I didn't know <clears throat> all the stuff that was coming our way. That's the key. I didn't learn that until over the last 12 years. And I still don't. We probably, none of us, I don't think any of us has any idea all the stuff that's coming. I'm positive. I'm absolutely beyond positive that that is a fact. Praise God. If anyone thinks they know anything, they know nothing yet, as they ought to know. First Corinthians 8, 2. And we prophesy in part, and we all see through the mirror dimly. Even the prophets. Okay? Make no mistake. There is no perfect prophet. They all get it wrong. Okay? That's just how it is. Okay? But at least you would hope that they get the majority. Let's, let's hope that they get the 80-20 rule. How about that? Do you know what the 80-20 rule is? Let's hope that 80% of what they are prophesying is true. Because if it's like some of the folks, <laughs> I'm not going to mention any names, but some of the, we'll just say the very large collection of people that my sister loves so dearly, if it's any of them, <laughs> well, Jesus said, judge the tree by the fruit, right? No fruit. <laughs> All right. Praise God. Now, anyway, on that note, let's go ahead and bring on Sister Lena. Praise Jesus. Here we go. Praise God. Sister Elena, are you there? Okay, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I think I might have goofed. Let me try something here. I might have hit the wrong button. Hold on. Sister Elena, are you there? Okay. I'm here. I did. I did. I'm, what can I say? I'm getting, I I'm getting older than dirt. Yeah. Oh, no. You're awesome. No. You sound wonderful. Okay, good. No, believe good, me. Good. I am. Like they say, uh, right. age is a state of mind, and I am here to tell you I'm older than dirt. <laughs> That's my state of mind. Next, okay. next two of us, it just depends on what given day. <laughs> well, well, well it's, hi, you know, it's, it's it's pretty consistent for me. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't get respite. Okay, I, I don't like wake up on Wednesdays and go. Well, jolly good, I feel awesome. I can't wait to start work and find out. You know, I love, I told, did you, did you hear the part of the show where I was just, I, I'm like, I got to laminate Paul's scripture about the thorn in the flesh. Did you hear that part by any chance? Yeah. No, That's great no, stuff. I got on at eight o'clock. You you, was that before eight? And I don't think. Oh, so oh yeah. Again. yeah. <clears throat> oh no, this is great. Listen to this. Listen to this. So Paul goes. And lest I should be exalted above measure by the abundance of revelations, you know, the things that he went through, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, a messenger of Satan, to buffet me, 
lest right. I be exalted above measure. So you know, not only did he say it once, but he said it twice. So it was a pride issue. So he says, so Paul says, concerning this thing, I pleaded with the Lord three times that it might depart me. In other words, Father, get rid of that demon. And the Father said, my grace is sufficient for you, for my grace strength is, is made perfect in weakness. Now, now, here's the best part. <laughs> I love this. I am going to laminate this. I got one of those Scotch, Scotch, whatever, laminators, the really good ones. Yep. That you can yep. do five mil laminate. I mean, it's five mil. It's uh-huh. thick. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write this one down. I'm going to carry it in my pocket wherever I go. <clears throat> Starting with... Um, I'm trying to squeeze my squint my eyes here. It's a nine first uh, Corinthians 12 verse nine B. So Paul says, therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest on me. But this is where it gets really good. This is where it gets really good. So this is for you, Elena, because I know that this applies directly to you and me, maybe more so you. Okay. It says. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities. I take pleasure in my reproaches. I take pleasure in my needs. I take pleasure in my persecutions. I take pleasure in my distresses for Christ's sake. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, I need to like totally make that me. You know what I mean? I got to be like, as soon as my boss calls me, he says, well, you know that like impossible project that you sold to that gazillion dollar global company that nobody knows how to do? Guess what? It's yours. And then I'm going to go, I take pleasure in my distresses. Hallelujah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to blow his mind, man. I'm going to quote scripture right back at him. Oh, you're giving me that big bag of bovine feces. Thanks a lot. I take Pleasure in my distress. <laughs> well, I'm not sure I do. <laughs> well, well, we got it. You know what? I'll tell you do. what. It's better. Isn't it better than the opposite, though? Really? When you think about it, if we could train ourselves to take pleasure in our agony, misery, pain, distress, when we want to rip our hair out. When we want to take every person who steps in front of us, grab them by the neck and throw them to the ground, wouldn't it be just easier, easier to just go, I take pleasure when a trans shoots me with a AK-47. I take pleasure when I'm being chased down the street by people with rainbow hair. yelling at me for no reason. (laughs) I know, right? Yes. Yeah, here's this random person yelling at me for no reason. I take pleasure in that. Keep it up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For when I am That's weak, right. I am shouting strong. Time. <laughs> I was oh, I, I was chatting. I told you are going to love this. So I was talking to somebody before the show started, and we were both we were conspiring together, going. Well, since that, that, that video wasn't a fleet of UFOs and instead it was these tundra geese, we're going to have to come up with a plan. And I said, I know, I know. We need to find a whole gaggle of woke people, you know, rainbow hair colored trans holding AK-47s and wear a red T-shirt that says, if you're a homo, you're going straight to hell. <laughs> Because, you know? I mean, they would unload yeah. the magazine on you then, you know. But, of course, we can't oh, do that. But I'm just saying, it was, it was funny at the time, you know. 
Well, no. you know, I just read something coming out of the UK, and I think it was the UK, that if they think you have um, slighted a trans person, they're going to fine you $250,000 or um, something uh, crazy like yeah. that. Yeah. 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 It's true. No, it's true. Yeah, that's why I never leave the house. Say whatever you want to a Christian. Yeah. No, they, that's they, why I never won't leave the house. I won't leave the house. My boss is going to, I know it's going to happen. I just, this is how I'm going to lose my job, my new job. He's going to say, well, <clears throat> this particular client would like, like you to fly into um, uh, to Boston mm-hmm. and meet them, uh, you know, uh, on May, May 31st. And I'm going to be like, I ain't going to do it. He's going to be like, excuse me, what did you say? I'm going to be like, I ain't going to do it. I'm not leaving my house. There's, there's angry trans people with AK-47s out there. I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> <laughs> to do it and besides besides all the pilots are dropping over dead with myocarditis haven't you read anything aren't you paying attention to the news yeah i wouldn't get on a plane to say no 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 that whole trans thing is i believe what rust is are called the black awakening i think that's what they are i think these are all the rainbow colors he should have said black rainbow color awakening Black Lives Matter, rainbow colors. Black awakening yeah. with rainbow colors. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what we got. I mean, I, I I recently just revisited his book, and boy, he nailed it over and over again. He really did in places. Um, and I I I know that's what we're looking at. All of these these um, young trans people are definitely part of that army that he describes. So speaking of which, no, tonight, Johnny, what, yeah. what, yeah, what I it. thought I would talk on tonight is on some of the em- enemy technologies. And the only way I can do that is I have to start at Montauk, where I was used as a child. And um, because they've had a lot of this stuff around since even before the 60s. Um, I think the first time they brought me to Montauk, I think that would have been 1960. 63 or 4, something like that. I was very young. So, uh, um, yeah. And, you know, well, you know, we've all heard all these people talk about Montauk. And, and I'm not talking about, you know, the, some of the survivors. I'm talking about the perpetrators such as Stuart Swordlow and Preston Nichols. Those guys are reptilians. I've seen them shapeshift. Um, one of them can't even, you know, walk around without his glasses on because his eyes are so sensitive to light. Um, so you've got that. And, and, you know, the question is, is why would they use children? Well, first and foremost, the Department of Defense wanted to test the mental and physical effects of teleportation on children because the adults were coming back completely screwed up. Um, the electromagnetism, for whatever reason, maybe because their thinking processes are more concrete. I don't know, but the adults came back a mess. And this was done through DARPA. Um, the children, they considered us like trainees, and what they wanted us to do was grow up and participate in time-space projects where DARPA would be operating in tandem with NASA. I'm quite sure that they used me up until about the time I was about 27. So, and it wasn't all the time. It was, you know, random. Um, so 
the adult time travelers, um, besides uh, becoming insane, also would have collapsed the hologram. And not sure why. I don't. I don't know. I don't have all of, of the information. I just know that that happened. Um, and particularly when they were getting into more sensitive areas, such as the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, there was no adults allowed in there. Um, so, okay. So they they used me in those projects, and this is where they began to develop, along with these principalities, you know, these weapons. Um, they actually weaponized time travel, and that's a whole discussion for another day. The thing that absolutely makes me laugh, though, is they think they have all this superior information. My memories of seeing the future was in probabilities. There were there were these various shapes of the, the gates, and what those were, were I, I look at now with adult eyes, and I think those might have been platonic solids, I'm not sure, but I think that might be what they were. And they were they were probabilities. They were potentials. However, there was one timeline that could not be accessed and could not be changed. And that's the one we're in right now. And over the last five, six years, there's been several times that I knew that I knew that I knew that we had a timeline shift. I could, they were all merging together. And interestingly enough, I had this conversation with other people, and they they confirmed it. One lady said she put a cup, she got up, I think it was a Sunday morning, got a cup of coffee, she put it down, she walked in, she made some food, she came out, it was nighttime. I said, yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got stuck in a time warp. You know, so, you know, it's not just losing track of time, it's that time has been taken. And I've often wondered if maybe that was also another um, satanic project. If I knew I was going down, you know, how precious is every minute? And if I had supernatural capabilities that I could steal it, wouldn't I? Well, sure. Sometimes I wonder if that's some of what's going on. Cause, but then we have the Lord saying, well, he was going to cut the day short. So I, I tend to go with that. How he does it? Well, let him mop the ground with the wicked. He's really good at that. So, but anyway, it was on, you know, places like Montauk and underground bases that they developed, you know, a lot of the technologies that um, I'm going to be talking to you about tonight. Um, And why am I talking to you about these things? Isn't the name of Jesus enough? It certainly is. But I want you to know not only what you're up against, but what he is delivering you from, what he has delivered me from, and what he's going to deliver every one of God's people from, start with what you're up against. We have two kinds of beings. We have beings with bodies, and we have beings without bodies. Your beings without bodies are evil spirits, such as the Rephium, and those are up in the clouds. I've seen them plenty. You also have your shadows, and we've all, you know, heard the stories of the shadow people, and I believe that with some of the energy from the attention they get on the Internet, things like Slender Man and stuff like that are a part of that group, Um, and this is a spirit being, and they're called shadows. 
I've had them in my house. They are absolutely subject to the name of Jesus. As soon as you say it or even think of it, they're out of there. Um, there's also something called dampening fields. This is when they're changing the energy around you. And I've had them do this to me. You get really sick from it. It'll make you, you know, like <laughs> really nauseated, dizzy, headache. Um, and what's really unfair is you can't see it. And they get away, away with an awful lot because you can't see it. So, you know, you're, you're walking through your day and you're getting a little dizzy, a little nauseated. It doesn't make sense. Rebuke it. Rebuke the energy field. Rebuke whatever's doing this to you. And if it lifts, well, then you nailed it. If it doesn't, I'd like to say go to the doctor, but I don't think we have any anymore. Everyone I've met so far just glorified drug pushers. So, But, I, you know, I don't want to discourage anybody. If you like your doctor, you can keep your doctor. Um, also, spiders. These are not real spiders, although some of them can appear in physical forms. These are these are an alien-like being. It's a it's a spirit, but it's enslaved. And I've actually seen these on my wall when I had COVID. I thought I was hallucinating. No, I wasn't. Um, insects are very much a part of what these beings use um, for surveillance, for weapon, for you know, inserting things into your body. You know, various toxic substances. Um, they also can be inhabited, uh, some of these things, with um, humans. I'll get to that in a minute. There's also force fields around some of these beings. They're not just going to stand there and let you, you know, destroy them in the name of Jesus. They're going to put up a force field, and that means you're in for a fight. And I think I've heard more often than not in the last, you know, year is, why can't God just fix all this? Really? We're up to, what, year almost 7,000? I don't know exactly. Almost 6,000, something like that. And Jesus himself had to die. And there's a war in heaven, and Michael and his angels fight back. We're in a war, and we're in it to win it, and however long it takes. So I really want you to know what you're up against. And I want you to know what he's delivering each and every one of you from when you take on his name. You are his child. You are his ambassador. You are his royal priesthood. You have the right to take that authority up and to use it against them. But don't expect them to just say, oh, okay, I'm going to disappear, poof. No, sometimes it's a fight. Now, sometimes they do disappear, poof. And I see that an awful lot. But there's other times where you just got to grit your teeth and get through it because you will. You, you just set your mind that you're going to win it. Because the word says you're going to win it, and you don't get up down off of that. You believe the Lord for his word. His word is, you can take it to the bank. It's as good as gold. Now, the, the rub is we don't know when, how long it's going to take, when, he, doesn't matter. A lot of times the Lord will allow us to fight through it just to, to make us more of a soldier, to test our mettle to see if we're going to remain faithful. He doesn't have spoiled brats for children. So there's that. Also, um, there are beings 
that actually function like black holes, little mini black holes. You know, oh, my goodness, you're going to blow up the world. The whole universe is going to implode. Now, these are more like openings in dimensions. And um, if any of you have things disappearing around your house, oftentimes that's where it is. You can command it to come back, and it does immediately. So, yes, I know. You all thinking, Elena, you're nuts. Um, no, I've actually seen this. I've actually dealt with this. I've dealt with all of these things, including alien circuitry. And you go on my blog, and let me just give you the address now but can see if I can do it this time without screwing it up. Um, it's realms, R-E-A-L-M-S, of hope, dot wordpress.com. Um, so if you can go on my blog and just put in there um, implants, and you will see all of this stuff. You will see implants. You will see nanophotonic wires. You will see the physical proof that this stuff does exist, and they are using it, and they're using it on a lot of people, not just me. I just have been there a little longer than many. Um, they use a lot of these spiritual um, beings and devices to block us in the spirit and our prayers. So when you, if you do see a shadow spider or a shadow person, you're not crazy. Do not allow the programming of the universities and the television and the movies and all the other crud that Satan has rolled out on all of us to prove that he doesn't exist or want us to believe he doesn't exist. Don't give in to that. What they have done is disassociate us from our own spiritual life, from our own spiritual eyeballs. I can't tell you how many times I looked at a being in the face and, did, oh, no, that's not it. Oh, yeah, that was it. Here's the thing. These beings look like people, and they can appear in physical form. And that's, for me, very difficult. It's difficult, I think, for anybody that you're sitting there talking to somebody you think is a person. It's not. could be all manner of things. So what I'm talking to you about right now are your spirit beings. The Rephaim are also part of this group. The Rephaim are the departed spirits of the Nephilim, and they're here right now. They're not allowed to get off the face of the earth, and they despise you. They despise every last one of us. Things um, travel around in little clusters that looks like cities. And they absolutely are capable of connecting into human spirits, animal spirits, insects, whatever. And they are dreadful. They are horrible. There is nothing in them that's even remotely capable of anything decent. So there's your spirit beings. Those are your beings without bodies. Now, there are beings with bodies. These are actual physical beings that come from all manner of places, all from, you know, other planets, other solar systems. And I'm going to get to it in a minute, how they get here. Um, and they have a whole lineup of transportation devices. Um, they can come from under the planet. Um, one of the things that they wanted to know about children was, can you teleport them? 
and they were sending children here on the earth, like from New York to L.A. using Jumpgate Technologies, and I'll get to that in a minute. Um, Jumpgate Technologies is you walk into it and you come out on the other side just like you're walking through a hallway. And it doesn't even, not even a hallway. It's a very small, like a closet. You go through it and you're on the other side. Um, so that they use jump gate technologies with children back then. DARPA was trying to see how our bodies would respond to that. They lost a lot of children at Montauk. I have memories of seeing um, bodies, lots of them, but anyway. So some of the beings with bodies, <clears throat> and we've all heard about the gray aliens. Uh, these these can materialize and dematerialize. They've got the capabilities of of a spirit being, but they're physical. They smell horrific. Them and the reptilians smell terrible. So that's one way that you know they're around. But they also have the capability of shutting down your sense of smell. So when you feel darkness, when you feel heaviness, when you feel that something is wrong, it is. They want us disassociated from that so they can get away with more of their agenda. When you walk into a place and you get this weird, anxious feeling, get out of there. And don't argue with it. Listen to it. And the more you do that, the more you are going to be functioning in the wisdom of the Lord. See, that's the whole thing to come out of Babylon. You have to push away from it. Um, okay, we've, we've talked about reptilians. I know Johnny's talked about them. I had a lot of people on here to talk about them. Um, they're not always aliens. They're not always cosmic. Um, many of them are native here, here to the earth, particularly in these underground bases, you know, you get down far enough, that's where they are, and they are absolutely frightening to look at. They're very large, very muscular, are bipedal. They have a, a human body, like a human-like body, but there is scales and armor and really hideous faces. And here's what's interesting. They can shapeshift and look just like any, any person mm-hmm. they want to. So there's that. Then here's the next group of reptilians, and these are very scary, and I'm going to give you a few examples of these, are draconians. I call them white reptilians. Um, they, are, they have um, very, very uh, white, iridescent-type skin. Um, some of them are, are black, but the ones I've met, like Dick Cheney is a draconian. He's a white one. These are the higher-level ones. These are the ones further up on the hierarchy. Um, some of them have dark skin and, and, you know, dark green, but the ones that I've met, um, have this white iridescent, and it's actually very beautiful to look at. Um, so these, these also have wings. Uh, they are different than reptilians, uh, but they are kind of a reptilian. I, you know, I'm sure there's people out there, Johnny, that have, you know, all this, this, this learning. Um, I can tell you from experience. I honestly think that these might be fallen seraphim, some of them, because they do have a capability of, of 
burning stuff up. So, and that's very dangerous. The fire-breathing dragons are very real. Now, remember, God created the seraphim, and he, his beings are far more dreadful than any, than any of these. These are degraded. <clears throat> there are insectoids. Now, I'm going to cover just the major groups. The insectoids include your praying mantis beings, highly intelligent. You would know, looking at them, they look like you just want to hit them with a fly swatter. But they're highly intelligent and really brutal. Um, they're really good with the poisons. Um, the reptilians are are more of a, they're predators, but I would look at them more along the lines of sharks. If you were going, I mean, they want to eat you. But the insectoids are developing technologies to take you out. So the the black goose and, 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 you know, a lot of the various um, poisons are developed by this group. Um, I've actually seen these in my yard. They were all in my backyard on Halloween 2009. It was <laughs> dreadful. They also um, send in the physical counterparts that look just like praying mantis, but they're not praying mantis because you can't squish them. They're kind of made of this metallic plastic, but it's very real. It's biological, but it's, it's still, um, when you squish them, uh, they have uh, powder in them, not guts. At least the ones I have seen. And this is where kitties come in very handy because they're really good at finding them. So I've dealt with a number of that kind of being both in and outside of my house. They all have to go at the name of Jesus, every last one of them. Um, you also have your your dog men, your Sasquatch, your ba- I call them bears. Um, so you have them too, but you know the Sasquatch... I don't know if the Lord is saving them for something else, but I've never had a problem with them. They just want to be left alone. I don't understand these people running around, you know, in the middle of nowhere looking for them. Now, they might be the ones swiping people in the uh, the national forest. I don't know. We have some here. I hear the tree knocking from time to time. One little, out of here in the name of Jesus, you don't belong here, it stops. And I think once they understand that's who you are, they respect it and back off. It's just a theory. Um, But again, the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, you have the authority. Take it up. So um, protecting yourself from some of this is uh, very interesting. Um, So you have um, both human and non-human off-planet species because they have moved humans off of this planet for decades. They've moved children to Mars back in the 60s. They've they've taken politicians, celebrities, they put them all over the place using some of these technologies I'm about to get to. Then you have your um, occult groups. Now, this list of groups can go on. If I sat here and rattled them off, we would be here for about a half an hour. 
these are all, you know, headings, you know, head groups with all their subgroups underneath them and highly compartmentalized. So um, these are the groups that they incite against you with things like voodoo, santeria, mambu, uh, obeya, all of these things. And, hey, guys, it works. That stuff actually works. Now, you're talking to somebody that didn't believe in any of that until I saw it work, and it does work. They've actually um, done uh, some research, and I can't remember the name of the university, that they've proven that voodoo um, can kill a person. It's, called, it's something called sympathetic magic. And what they do is they get a hold of something of yours, either through your garbage. Um, they can astral body project in your house and take stuff. I've had that happen. Um, I've had them take my hairbrushes, you know, because they get my hair out of that. They love that. Um, body fluids, yeah, that's a big thing. Um, they like hair, um, Kleenex, that kind of stuff around your house. They stuff it in their dolls and they put the, the pins in it. And if you're feeling things poke you in the legs, the feet, you know, various locations in your body, I've had them poke me in the back, elbow, you know, that kind of place, just rebuke it. And I actually go through a thing where I pull the pin out of me. Even though there's nothing showing there, I just literally pull it out and fling it and say, be as if you never were in the name of Jesus. You have no hold on me. The blood of Jesus, now, Father, heal up that wound in my spirit. Heal up that wound in my soul. Heal up that wound in my body. No, voodoo person, you will not put sickness on me in Jesus' name. This stuff is real. It's real and it works. So, And that's, you know, on top of all these other black magic type things, um, just plain black magic, your warlocks, your witches, you know, a plain. There's, now they have all these technologies like psychotronic technologies, psionic technologies and they have helmets that they put on their head and send horrible things to you in the name of Jesus. No, the buck stops here. I wouldn't recommend getting, sending it back. A lot of people do. They say, okay, you go back sevenfold. What I have seen is that the coven groups, the occult groups, they do not believe in God like you do. You've got to kind of strategize by putting yourself in their shoes. What do they believe? Well, they believe that you're just a powerful other witch. They, they think you're like them. They think that you are probably being deceived into being a Christian. And if they think you're a Christian, they think that you're milk toast, that you're not going to do anything to them. So when you start sending this stuff back to them, what you're doing is two things. Number one, you're participating in witchcraft, and that's, that's an abomination before God. And number two, what you're doing is you're, you are inciting them to do battle with you. I don't want to do battle. I just want you guys to go away. So may your magic fall to the ground and die and be as if it never was in Jesus' name. The blood of Jesus is against you, and that is very effective. Only one time that the Lord had me send a curse back, and it's when they put a death curse on myself and my daughter. And um, I have testified to that event on more than one occasion. I, I can do it now. They put funeral clothes uh, on, on the um, 
waterfront. I had a little reservoir behind my house. They put two. One was me, and the other one was for my little daughter. They also put an offering to their gods, which was a pack of hot dogs. And then there was a flashlight so they could see what they were doing. And chances are they probably hired some kids to do it because they never get their hands dirty. And I got very, very sick. And so did my daughter. We were so sick. And we could, nothing would work on it. No Tylenol, cold medicine, nothing. This was in November. It was really cold outside. And the, I kept looking out the window, and I saw these. It was white. I'm like, what is that? And I could see there were two objects out there. And I finally put on my I bundled up and went out there. And lo and behold, it was uh, Victorian grave clothes. Now, what I'm about to tell you is going to sound completely nuts, but they went into the graves and took these out. Now, how did they do it? Did they dig it up? I'm not sure, but I do know that these things smelled very musty and very old and very moldy, and they were very fragile. So I bring these things up to the house. I call the police. The police come out. And they say, sorry, there's nothing we can do. If they put something in your yard, it's only if they take something out. And I said, what about killing my pets? They said, that we take seriously, put some surveillance up, and they left. I'm like, okay, thanks. Um, So I decided that I should burn these things. And I put them out at a shale driveway. I put them out on the shale and covered them with a bunch of these really dry leaves layers of dry leaves and uh, barbecue, uh, the charcoal lighter, you know, from the barbecue grill, and just layers of this. And I went through almost a whole bottle of because I wanted it burned. And I put the match to it, and it would not burn. And I put the match to it again, and it would not burn. I got a piece of newspaper, made a little torch, threw it in there. It would not burn. Now, that. That, that's not right. So finally I said, you know what? I break your hold on myself and my daughter in the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus against you. I take authority over you. Go back to whoever sent you. And that's the only time I've ever done it. I then threw the match into it and this big bonfire caught up. And now out of that bonfire came two birds. Two birds came out of the flames. So, yeah, that stuff's real. And it burned it to a crisp. So these occult groups are powerful. And if you incite them, they're going to start inciting more and more and more against you. More demons, even Satan himself. You know, they don't like to lose. Who does? And they have been told that we're the losers and they're not. And so they're going to keep fighting until you take them out completely. And you're, you're not taking them out. Jesus is taking them out. But you have to press your ear up very close to what he says to do in the word and what he tells you in your heart. And you better do exactly what he says to do or you are just putting yourself and your loved ones at risk. They will try to take your children out of your house. And they can do it because they have something called walk-through walls technology. My father worked on these projects. They use electromagnetism. They are masters of molecular manipulation. They can come right through your wall. Oh, well, I have a security system. Oh, good for you. They can disarm it. They've they've got these remote control things that they can do to anything electronic in your house. So there's that. There are um, also 
in some of these occult groups, they have um, in what they call enforcers. And these are, as far as these groups go, the bottom of the barrel. These are werewolves and vampires. These are the ones they send to you to rip you to shreds. If you are one of them and you have displeased your demons or their demons or they're afraid you are a threat to their hierarchy because you're going up through the ranks too fast or the demons just want to keep you in line, they will send these after you and they will rip you up. They came after me when I first got down there because they were sicking all these covens on me. And um, I was told specifically, do not go out of your house at night for any reason. And this was in my spirit. The Lord said, you are to stay inside your house. You are protected as long as you're inside your house. That night I went to sleep and I had a dream that there was a very, very tall man at the door. He was wearing a hunting jacket, of all things, over the top. The only thing I could describe this is, it's a good humor man. He had on, you know, white jeans and a white shirt and this brown hunting jacket over it. And he had a ball cap and he had a shotgun at his side. And he said, well, you've got a wolf problem. I said, okay. He said, we've got three of them, there's one more, we'll get him too, but don't come out of your house for any reason. That was that night. From that point on, I made sure I was in my house every night before dark with my daughter. Very rarely would I go out unless, of course, there was a a reason to go out. The Lord told me to go out and deal with the things that were in the yard, and that was few and far between. If I dealt with those things, I could do it during the day. So what I'm trying to say to you is is you're in the Lord's army. You have to listen to his commands. You cannot think that you're all big and bad and you're going to be swinging this giant sword working with giant angels if the Lord hasn't told you to do that. And I've heard of people getting involved in second heaven warfare. And uh, were you called to that? I don't know. I mean, if they attack you, you have every right to stand up to them. But you just don't go trouncing in there unless you've been called to do that. And particularly now. You know, Johnny, I'm with you. I've been watching this stuff since 2007. And actually pretty intensely since 2009. And I want to tell you the world right now is completely different than the world in 2009. The darkness on the face of this planet, and Johnny, you had every reason to believe that thing that you saw, the geese, was a fleet. Because they're everywhere right now. I see them. I don't see them as much as I used to. I think the Lord has been kind and has taken them from my my sight. But the other night, I was home from a birthday party at my daughter's house, and I saw them. Up in the up. In, I mean, I haven't seen them for a while. There was quite a few of them. You know, and the question is, are these drones? Are they ships? Whatever. Leave me alone in the name of Jesus. I try not to incite them if I don't have to. I just believe that I'm protected and and go my way. So, um, yeah, that's – and where we're at right now is getting more and more and more intense. Like I said, Johnny, I wouldn't feel bad for getting that. It's, It's coming. 
They're everywhere right now. They're behind the veil. They will be revealed along with the Antichrist. He's going to have lying signs and wonders, and that's part of it. You know, he, he is going to appear to be as a god. He's going to have to have his entourage. And I have seen this in the spirit on more than one occasion. So that is coming. Um, so with, like you, Johnny, can't it come sooner than later? I just want to go home. But we're here, and we're, we're here on assignment, and that's what we're here to do. So, okay, the, the, the question is, is, well, why me? What did I do? I, I don't know. Uh, you know, some of it, sure, is, you know, coming up through all these government occult projects as a child. I gave my life to Jesus Christ in 1984 and made a serious business out of it. But did the abduction stop? No, they did not. They weren't as frequent. And I didn't give them as much access because I was walking with the Lord. But I have one of the biggest scoop marks on the side of my face during that time of my life. Yeah, I was abducted then. And I was abducted when I was in Tulsa several times. I've been abducted many, many times. So some of that, I believe, is coming through bloodline issues, which I have been very diligent about dealing with. I certainly am not excited about what the people in my bloodline have been up to all this time. I want it over with. So I work on that. I work on cleaning out the bloodline, and there's so much out there for people today to do that. Um, I recently have um, come across the works of Francis Miles, which has just been hugely amazing breakthrough for me, um, and other people as well. So, um, yeah, there's just so much out there that you can protect yourself with. But there is nothing, nothing, nothing that works as well as praise. Praise music, they just up and go. They can't stand that. I mean, it, that is your first line of defense. You know, if you got to put something on real loud and sing along with it, you'd be surprised how quick that darkness just lifts. So, um and and your joy returns and, and that yoke of of what's going on in the world it's just so discouraging i don't know about you guys but lord jesus i don't want to look at that anymore i, I i've got grandchildren I, this is awful they're chopping everything off stop that i, I and we're supposed to go along with that that's child abuse I, I, this just, uh, I heard um, a lady testify the other day about, you know, some of the hospitals in Haiti and what, what they do to children down there and the organ harvesting. That's just one little snippet. It's everywhere right now, everywhere. Oregon, Oregon's a, it's a heavily, heavily occult-infested state. The Lord has actually taken me in the spirit there to pray over it a couple times. I, I don't understand why it's such a beautiful place, but okay. Um, Washington State is, you know, pretty bad too. 
But I, I honestly, you know, just pick a spot. It's all bad. You know, who would have guessed that they'd put up a statue of Baphomet in, in Oklahoma? That's the buckle of the Bible Belt. And they're raising a statue to Baphomet there. And Well, they did. It's probably still there. It's so hard to be a Christian and, and watching them rip down everything that we have held near and dear all of our life. It's, it's hard. But if you understand that it's judgment, and it's judgment against a nation that decided that babies should be flushed down the toilet um, and decided that it was better to give in to perversion than it was to follow the voice of the Lord, then you understand also where we are, again, on that one remaining timeline that we're on. Then you can get happy because you know it's almost over. You know, it's like we're, we're reaching the end of our, our prison term or something. You know, we can celebrate now. Um, the next thing I, I, I want to say is that never before, besides the praise, is getting the word in you. The more of that you have in you and the more of that you understand as you're putting it in you, the bigger your arsenal is because the more you know your Lord, he is the word. Um, okay, so how are they doing all this? How are they, how, how are they doing this? And, and I'm talking to people that might not know that they've been working on these technologies for as long as they have been. It's a lot longer than, than most of us know. I, I, I believe Hitler was all in, into this stuff um, and probably long before that as well. I'm, I'm, I know Egypt was into a lot of this stuff. So it, it's nothing new under the sun. But for us, they put the word um, science on it, and now it's new. You know, Satan's really good at rebranding his technologies and rebranding himself. So, um, okay, so let me give you some of the different kinds. They have the jump gate technology. And like I said, the jump gate technology is exactly that. You walk through one doorway and then out another one, and you can be in a completely different universe. A lot of these jump gate technologies is, uh, are, are on the face of the earth. You can do that here. Um, so they have that. That's how some of these beings just appear. They've come through a jump gate. I have asked the Lord to close every jump gate around me, every single one. Because if the Lord needs to use one, he doesn't, I mean, this is something that he can create probably with a blink of an eye. I've just asked him to close anything that would give the enemy access into me. Now, here's the thing about these technologies. They have them in all different kinds. They have um, fractal. They have um, living machines. They have reverse living. They have all these different kinds with this stuff. And, you know, I suppose, you know, if you've had, you know, forever to work on this stuff, you could come up with it too. Basically what they did was they came to President Eisenhower and said, look, we have all this technology. We will trade this 
but you have to give us access to your people. And we promise we won't hurt them, and we'll promise that they won't remember being abducted. And then they immediately started breaking every single promise they've made. Apparently, they've had a number of treaties. In 2009, I think it was at least a dozen, and they've already broken. They have, um, I already talked about the walk-through walls technology, the fractal walk-through walls technology. Um, They have these quantum technologies and digital dimensions that they can do all the same stuff with. They have hologram technologies. They have senders. What is a sender? A sender can be just about any kind of being that sends things. They can send a being. They can send a person. They can send somebody, you know, astral body projected. Um, And then, again, these senders can do it either in a fractal way or they can do it in, you know, reverse. So they, they can do these technologies upwards, downwards, backwards, forwards, any which way is what I'm getting at. Do. And, and they've made sure to tell you guys that they can't do it. <laughs> so when this thing just appears in your yard, what is your first reaction is, oh, I'm going to die. This thing, this magic thing, this big monster just appeared in my yard. And that's totally normal. But the truth is, is that these technologies have been used for, for a long time and you rebuke it and go back in the house and wait for it to go. A lot of times it will go right away. I had an incident just a couple days ago. Kicked a demon out, left in a nanosecond. So, um, yeah. But it's not always that way. That's what I'm getting at. It's never the same way twice in a row. And, and, you know, maybe some people have the same experiences over and over again. I have never seen that. I would say every single event that the Lord has called me into has been different. You know, sometimes it's during the day. Sometimes it's night and dreams. Sometimes, you know, it's, it can, um, for me, mostly it's been 3D, not in dreams. I've had a few dreams. The Lord's good to me. He lets me sleep. So, um, but mostly, you know, in the waking hours is when, and I can see it with my eyes, because I was used in a lot of these programs as a child. Remote sensing was a huge part of the Montauk project. They started with that. Somebody once asked me, "Did you go in your mind or did you go in your body?" And the answer to that is yes. I went both ways. And, you know, these propulsion technologies that they're always entertaining people with are totally unnecessary. And, and I've tried to tell that to people throughout the years that, you know, this is, this is theater. You know, and, and there's people out there, you know, the moon landing was a hoax. Yeah, it was a hoax. It was theater. They were already going through these jump gates and wormhole. Oh, they have wormhole technology? The earth has a wormhole right through the middle of it. Most of your planets do. Um, They have um, resonance travel technologies. These are using um, various vibrations. They've got scalar wave technologies. They have electromagnetism technologies. They have um, 
magical technologies that are too numerous to even begin to, to cover. So these are the things that we're all up against. They have been, you know, you talked about Jade Helm. Jade Helm is like fifth generation warfare. What I'm talking to you about is, is um, angelic warfare, and it's very real. One angel took out 180,000 seasoned Syrian soldiers in the Old Testament in one night. Now, if you could do the math, you know, somebody that's good at that, I wonder how many that is per hour. So when you understand that you're dealing with technology similar to that, angels are angels. You just have some that have fallen. They still had technologies. Satan himself was in the throne room of God. These are powerful beings. The book of Jude says, be careful, don't blaspheme them. Don't do that. Even Michael didn't do that. My favorite weapon is the Lord rebuke you, let the judgment of the Lord be upon your head in Jesus' name. That seems to work better than just about anything I have um, seen up to this point. Because then you're deferring to the Lord and you're not in it. And at this point, I would say that's probably the best place to be is to let him do it. I have seen, let the judgment of the Lord be upon your head. Now, in Jesus' name, drop a demon immediately. And uh, was this a demon or was this a being? It, sometimes it's hard to tell. I, I mean, so um, you have all different kinds of things. You also have mixtures thereof, of both spirit and physical. You also have physical beings that can project their spirit. We also have spiritual beings that can look physical. So you're up against all this stuff. It's best to get ready by walking the, I call it the purity path. You don't give the devil access by committing things against the Lord that he tells you not to do. I mean, there's 10 very clear statements of what you're not supposed to be doing. In the New Testament, they added a few more. Abstain from sexual immorality and don't eat meat sacrificed to idols. I mean, that's pretty simple. Well, it should be anyway. Um, Walk the purity path. If you know that there is a temptation, don't go there. Don't do it. Just don't. Stay away from it. It could save your life and the life of of your loved ones. Like Johnny said, stay home. I mean, you're safe there. You're not going to get into an altercation with some crazed, demon-possessed, demon-infested, pink-haired, crazy, super soldier chosen one. So if that's, you know, the best way of avoiding it, then do it. You know, don't engage unless they come after you. Don't, Don't go looking for trouble. But if trouble comes to find you, Here's the deal. We don't start fights, but we finish them. We don't start them, but we never back down from a fight that's already been won. And if they're going to unleash on you, you stand your ground. You're going to win it. No matter what you see with your eyes, you're going to win it because you have spoken the name of Jesus. That's the name that's above all names. And there is nothing in the heavens or the earth greater than that. And that 
is your weapon, and that is all you need against all this stuff that I talked to you about tonight. That is what the Lord is going to deliver you from. When you walk according to his will, you walk in an intimate, close relationship with him. That, to me, is the best way of doing it. And you remember your faith is what pleases him. And what does that mean? That means when you've asked him to do something for you, you do not waver. The Bible says, if you've asked anything in my name, I'll do it for you. It really pleases him when you believe him. And whether you see it or not is not an issue. That's what it says in, in the faith chapter in Hebrews. A lot of those people, the great cloud of witness, never saw what they believed God for, but they never got up off of it. You know, <laughs> American people are results-orientated, and we, we need to see results if we're going to believe it. We're very practical that way. But that is not what it says in the Word. It's, it's actually antithetical to what the Word says. The Word says believe God. The end. That's it. You believe him. And for me, I'm a very stubborn lady about things. I'm just going to bite down and not let go when I've asked the Lord for something. I believe with my whole heart that this thing is going to happen. And I don't believe I will ever be disappointed. And seeing that the Lord, all these things that I talked to you about, the psychotronics, the psionics, the witches, the warlocks, the voodoo people, the, the gray aliens, reptilians, and all these different technologies and weapons and all this stuff they have. I'm here talking to you about Jesus. And they roll it all out on me. I got pictures on my blog. Go look. It, 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 and you have the same thing. You love the Lord. You've got the very same thing. He's no respecter of persons. So, Johnny, that's it. I'm done. That's what I have to say tonight. And um, thank you once again for having me. I really appreciate you letting me come and speak. And, um, yeah, Johnny? Yeah, praise Hello? God. Thank you, Jesus. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have to trust that you're hearing me, but um, <clears throat> but anyway. No. Yes, thank you very much, Elena. This was, this, amen and amen. Um, and I just wanted to let you know we were getting uh, feedback from some of the guests and stuff, and they were telling me that they just love it when you come on the program and everything, and, and you shared a lot of really fascinating things this evening. So uh, they were, you know, um, positive feedback, just passing it your way. Praise Jesus. And um, I, and I do want to sincerely thank you. Tonight. Tonight before I came on, they hit me with some kind of signals tech right in the heart, made me sick to my stomach, made my head throb, and I reached out to a couple of my praying friends who I so appreciate. I said, please pray for me. I'm about to go on, and I want to vomit. And no sooner did I come on that lifted. So see, it does work. That's awesome. Praise God. All right. So anyway, thank you so much, Elena, for joining us tonight. Praise God. And every one of you, um, what can I say? You know, we are, we're, we're, you're, we're, I, I know what, I know where I think we are. And, and I think, you know, it's, the Bible's pretty self-evident about our timing and, and, and uh, what we ought to be excited about. But at, at this point, you know, 
We're just going to have to watch the Trump thing. It is definitely pivotal, um, but also keep your eyes, please, on the uh, ever-increasingly the, the ever – have you ever seen one of those sci-fi movies out there, folks, where a person was trapped in a, in a room and the black walls around them were closing in tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter? You know, and that's really where we are right now. Um, the global reset is being pushed out to 15-minute cities. I talked about this, the CBDCs. It's, it's mainly happening mostly in Australia and uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, I just got word from uh, one of my friends in France, our – my my only friend in France right at the moment, Sister Paula, and she told me that they are uh, they just activated CBDCs in in France while everybody's out there protesting in the street over two years of retirement. They are flipping the switch and going cashless, and she discovered that and, and sent me an email and said, "Yep, people are so busy fighting amongst each other, and all this they just don't see what's the clampdown that's occurring to their societies." So, Europe is getting body slammed. Uh, Australia, New Zealand, you name it. Um, Africa, uh, very, very little bit of it. The people in Africa are fighting back. In a, in a, I, I really respect the people in Africa. Let me tell you something. You try to tell them they got to go to di- digital ID, and they're going to set that town on fire. Let me tell you something. They are like, no, you're not. And they, they will take it out. Turn that, that, they will turn that, that old town into a big old box of toothpicks overnight. Hallelujah. So anyway, thank you, Elena. Uh, for oh, joining us so tonight. Welcome. Really Thank powerful you. testimony. Amen. Praise Thank God. You. And uh, God we will see you. you. It is 9.41 p.m. Uh, Wednesday, April the 5th. We'll see you at the Friday Night Prayer Vigil at 7 p.m., Lord willing. God bless you all. Pray for each other. Yes, God bless you. Pray for the lost. Okay. And we are so close, so close. But yes. you know that song, So Close yes. But Yes So Far? It, we're we're, like, we're kind of like in <laughs> that place, you know. But anyway, God bless you all. We'll see you Friday night, Lord willing, at 7 p.m. Thank you all for joining us. Thank you, Alina. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Bye.
Shall see my glory, 